0: Washington
1: Clarence,
0: Southwest 8504. Southwest 8504.
1: Southwest 8504. Do you have our uh, flight plan off, or do we need to uh, have a dispensary
0: file for it? Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of Telerotor RC Podcast. This is episode one, the actual first full episode. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who uh, has been listening and uh, given us feedback. It's been, uh,
2: pretty exciting. What?
1: What?
3: No. Can you believe it? Welcome to the 50th episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast. On this episode, Bondi has a little advice for one of our major vendors.
0: Hey, hey, Horizon Hobby, give it a name. Cry out loud.
3: Find out what Cliff said to warrant this response
0: from the guys. Dude, dude! Someone go call the police yeah. and, and send protection to Cliff.
1: Yeah. He's he's gonna be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: seeing it now. BK Hobbies Hit Squad coming out, and <laughs> uh, might give somebody out there a good
3: idea for a country song.
4: Yeah, and when you got all these self-driving trucks these days, you know it's going that direction. I'm waiting for the first country song I here where the guy's like, "Hey, my truck left me." <laughs> I don't know what
3: we're going to do with the boy, but Shaggy's talking about his head again.
5: I started having some uh, head tracking problems. And there went the family-friendly ver- version.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, and I get a little teary-eyed when the guy's asked for this. For the very first time, Rich Sowers got to fly the <laughs> helicopter. So sit back and join us where we talk about Nats, Urcha... And our latest FBL review, the Spectrum fc 625 Oh, Damn it, Spectrum. Give it a f-ing name.
0: Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 50, Nats, Urcha, FBL review, Spectrum, and the Dog Days of August. This is Robert Monti and with me I have Michael Shaggy Parker.
5: How you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> How about you? It's been a lovely month.
0: Mike DePaulo,
5: hey people! Uh, you know we got some chill out pills for Shaggy.
0: your <laughs> Sowers,
3: hey guys! Shaggy, I got some pills for you, bud.
5: Ooh, is it Adderall? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Cliff Lewis, hey.
5: <laughs> that sounded like a drunk version or a very exhausted version. It's because he's on Adderall.
0: It's a time version. <laughs>
5: <laughs> this is starting off great This is episode 50 guys Big five zero.
0: Yeah, I was just asking Shaggy Because our first episode was the one we did in December of 2017 So we're a few months away from hitting five years doing this Yeah, that's getting there man yeah. yeah It's only our imaginations that will stop us
5: <laughs> Which means we're going downhill from here on out <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man Okay uh, what we've done since the last episode, uh, myself, I purchased some Liperior batteries for my Wraith, and actually today, as of this recording, August 21st, um, I actually soldered them up, and I, uh, I put my connectors on wrong on one of the batteries. <laughs> I had my positive and negative on uh, male and female mixed up. And Bro. <laughs> and, and i and i and i put it on the helicopter and i looked at it and i said i did something wrong and i compared it to my other pack and i was like dang it but uh i actually took it all apart and resoldered it and all is well
3: i appreciate um, you admitting that Monty.
0: yeah no it was I, you know to be honest <laughs> that's the first time i've soldered a battery in a while uh, huh i it may, it may be almost two to three years
2: since the first time I've soldered. Wow. Well, wait. I would get in trouble. I would get fussed at when I was trying to set up a new model in my Futaba because I hadn't done it for a few months. And I would get yelled at for that. This is something you can just see.
0: <laughs> you know, the thing was is that you always waited to ask for that help until we were standing right there. We're ready to fly as opposed to doing it at home by myself on a rainy Sunday. Well,
2: that's when I needed the help was right then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Um, past that, uh, getting ready for Heli Extravaganza and other events this fall. Mow mm-hmm. down, maybe a trip up to Jersey. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then all the other moto stuff. <laughs> but what's go next? Oh,
5: Shaggy's next. All right, Shaggy. So. Just like, uh, just like Monty, I also bought a, a set of Uh the same exact battery. They're the 65Cs. They were having a special, so basically for about 100 bucks, you get two batteries. And I was also soldering those up today, and I was hoping to finish that, but I wasn't able to finish that today. I did get my other set of Liperior 5000s soldered up, and I still have another set of 3300s I got to solder up. Um, I'm tired of soldering batteries. It takes a while. I've actually been... <laughs> desoldering batteries old batteries that are decommissioned anyone wants success 2700s or success 3300s that can use on a small heli because i've i've got like four batteries i need to find a home for they're still good they're just not as good uh so i've been soldering those up today and i got some hey, new batteries hey,
2: wait what size are those packs and how much were they?
5: they they're 5000s uh well the 5065 c's uh they were they were on sale for like 47 dollars a piece you know give or take mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were um, like ten dollars cheaper or twelve dollars cheaper. I don't know. They were they were on sale for pretty good. Um, Rob, those things are big.
4: Yeah, <laughs> they're no. massive. They looked big I,
5: in the picture. I, I I I was measuring them compared to my other batteries. Now I have all I have is forty five C batteries. as from my other ones. These are sixty five C, which it just means more density. They're they're just a little bit larger, and. I did weigh them, so I, I have a set of thirty five C five thousands that I ordered that I just ordered up today, and then I started working on the sixty five Cs, and the uh, the weight difference seven hundred and five grams for the thirty five Cs, eight hundred and eighty grams Ooh, for the sixty five Cs. Yeah, they're heavy. They're actually pretty big. So
0: you know, but but weight is generally looked on positively as to how dense. Uh, they put the lithium into the pack. Sure. Give me uh,
4: them layers, boy.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, DePaulo.
4: Well, uh, depends. If we assume every. If you take two batteries that are manufactured with identically good processes, yeah, the heavier one, it's either going to have more material, or if you're lucky, it means more layers for more current capacity. Yeah. So, you know, it could highly likely. I mean, if you look, go. um Actually, if you go look at the. If we're talking hobby realm, the battery comparisons chart on RC Groups, you'll notice that a lot of the batteries that come up as being close to what they say they are, in terms of capacity, or current, or both, um, generally tend to be heavier. It's very hard, unless you've got some secret technology no one's knowing about, to make a battery that is somehow way, 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 way better
5: than everybody else and yet still weigh 100 grams or more lice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be doing a comparison between those two. I'll, I'll probably fly those batteries on the RAW. I'll fly my older batteries on the E7. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll see which one lasts longer, which one outputs better, better current. You know, the 65C's, are they worth it?
0: Uh, I mean, the thing is, is sixty five C's at forty seven dollars on sale were cheaper than the forty five C's. They were like by like by like eight bucks. So I was like, man, why not sixty five C? It is.
4: You know, this uh, may be something like the uh, well as Keith likes to call them, and I, it's like the herbs and spices batteries, um, the HRVs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh That you know, maybe like a lot of other batteries where. For a while, they might be pretty badass because maybe that's the batch you're getting, or they're doing real well and they're taking a hit to get the name out. And then, three months later, you're getting the the C bin batteries that are doo doo.
0: Yeah, yep. they shuffle they shuffle a, a a low cost a low cost batch on us and 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 get a a nice return on uh, investment.
4: Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll be curious. These might be pretty good.
0: Yeah, it that was. That's one of the challenges about you know. Uh, Justin started a really great thing years ago uh, with RC LA Nation about the battery database, and the uh, the one running over was RC Universe is a great thing. But uh, it seems a lot of us are still oblivious to its existence. Dude,
4: RC Universe is the nerd haven. I love going there. Yeah, yeah. You want to um. go reverse? Use some S bus, boy. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's your quickest way in with uh, aftermarket stuff. You speak bus, you could talk to pretty much everything. Yeah. So, um,
5: uh, next next thing is, and we'll talk about it more, uh, I ran Nats, and I survived. Um, <laughs> I had fun at Urcha, and I survived. Uh, I flew Bob, or Battle of the Brands, I survived. I flew Speed, and I survived. Uh, and I almost got mugged at Walmart in Muncie. But I survived. Really, Dude. Okay. Let me sum this up. Walmart parking lot is half bl- or you know, half closed because they're repaving she, it. She was a big girl. She was big. Shut up. So it was half closed because they're repaving it. So half of it's blocked off. So you only have this one sliver of, of parking lot you have to go through. Every street light was turned off. And this was at like 10 o'clock at night. Every street light is off. The, it looks like the place looked like it was closed. And there's like a handful of cars out there, and everyone is stoned. Okay, that sounds like Muncie. Go on. Yeah, I had to get a few things for, for Nats, and I did not think I was going to make it back into the car.
0: Uh, I'll be honest. Most most people smoking, smoking weed don't care to be committing crime. It's the other, it's the it's more extreme drugs I run into where people will be like, yo, oh no, give me your money.
5: No, no, no. These people had nothing but scab wounds all over their arms, and their eyes were blood red.
2: Cool.
5: Yeah, and he gave a lot of weird hand gestures.
2: You got pretty close to them to see their eyes, though. Oh, you could, dude. They
3: were glowing. <laughs> okay, those are anyway. Those are not drug addicts if they're glowing eyes, dude. It's it wow. as hell. Anyway. They're they're, they're wow. scary. Yeah,
4: I thought I told you not to hang around people sucking off uranium. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> no, I was. Anyway, now, you, David, see, David David Letterman's alma mater has really gone downhill. <laughs>
3: See anyway, this is see Mike's brain goes to uranium. My brain goes to the devil. Just uh, saying, I don't know what that means. Well,
0: uh, no Muncie. Uh, the uh, what's the name of the college out there? It's not like Muncie State or some shit. Ball State University. Yeah, that's that's David Letterman's alma mater. That's where he, that's where he went to school at.
5: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah. but based off of all of that, I. I've only, before I went to Muncie, I only had 30 flights for the year. And the last flights I got was with Rob, you know, with Rob the week before I left. I put 24 flights on at Urcha or at Muncie, uh, you know, Nats and Urcha. So I almost doubled my flight count for the year (laughs) uh, just at that event. So because of that, I've kind of got back into uh, the hobby a little bit. Not fully back, but I am more interested in flying. So, That's awesome. And somehow you yet managed to finish second?
3: Yeah, I um, I don't know how you do that every freaking year, man. You don't fly. I didn't right do before it last Nats. year. You didn't fly much before Nats last year. And you I flew did. less this year. Yeah. Well.
5: I didn't even fly hey. the the flying maneuvers since last year. <laughs> However, that did show on my scores. My hover maneuvers were better than my flying maneuvers. Um no, it's been a it's been an ongoing battle between Angel and I. Angel beat me by a little bit last year, I beat him by a little bit this year, so it's just kind of a, a thing we're having back and forth. So he crushes me one year, I crush him the next year.
3: Yeah, that's cool. He probably did more practicing than you did though.
5: Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I don't know either.
5: He's flown at another event before since since me, so yeah. anyway, that's okay, it. Cool. Let's move it on d'apollo
2: i know you have a pile of helicopters that you need to get flying too
5: thanks rich or cliff whatever your name is
2: i got i got a better one guys 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 guys
4: (laughs) what sound does a specter make in a (laughs) pyro globe if you (laughs)
5: use pinch sizing to size (laughs) the links (laughs) oh wait that's a goblin never mind goblin makes that sound I don't know, this is more or less a sound of, uh, oh shit,
4: followed by, oh great, here we go again, followed by,
5: <laughs> <laughs> smack! Dude, only when you put the canopy on. You need to stop running that canopy. You flew all week without that canopy, and it was perfectly fine.
4: I don't think I've ever even seen you fly with a canopy. That's the point I'm making. That thing had 200 flights on the Bastion. The canopy had been used, maybe eight of those. Number nine,
5: it kills itself. <laughs> canopy's gone
4: it's in a garbage dump somewhere in Muncie
5: yep same with the rails
4: yeah um, the lesson here is uh, not that the Spectre is a bad helicopter on the contrary it's actually a very good design I like it it's that the Lynx still use a kind of brittle plastic that will last a very very long time unless you introduce some kind of stress to them And that means when somebody tells you, and by somebody I mean multiple people who I thought were trustworthy, who probably are, but uh, when they tell you that, yeah, you can just size a link by squeezing on them, you should probably take that with a grain of salt and consider what links you're dealing with. When I mentioned that to Ben, he tried to slap me upside the head. Yeah, I mean, for years, I mean, I even showed it to Robert and then later found out that it's what Nick does too, but um, I always just took one of the balls that they'd give you spare in a kit, put a cut in it, and would just spin it up with a Dremel for a couple seconds, and that sized everything perfectly, no matter what. But you didn't have to go buy a tool, because the tool came with the kit, essentially. And uh, I was in a rush, so I consider this to be my fault, and uh, I was like, oh shit, the head is stiff, I can't have this, This is no bueno. Half of people around me said, Oh, don't worry, just send it. But Robert knows that causes me PTSD and I lose my mind. So uh
0: Self inflicted O C D.
4: Yeah, yeah, self inflicted O C D, you know, the the Pyro flipping version of Ben. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Yeah, I know there's a little bit of sting to that one. I love you, Ben. <laughs> but um yeah, don't pinch the link to size it because uh Gathering up the shattered links, I noticed that the top of the one was cleanly broken off. I don't mean near the shank that will happen if you thread the ball in too far. But uh, the top where the ball goes through was broken clean off the top on the sides where there were plier marks. Ah. Yep. And uh, because at first it was a little bit weird to me that. This thing fell from 200 feet in the air, hauling ass, and cut its boom off so far that it threw it 300 feet across Site 5, that not a single servo, and remember, I use plastic arms so my servos don't die. Yes,
5: SCB Um, horns, yep.
4: Not a single one of them was harmed. Every link was present, uh, and nothing below the head was dinged or moved in any way. So the thing basically popped a link and ate itself, and then just fell flat.
5: Yeah, it was a big debris field, too.
4: Yeah, I was a little salty. So TLDR, TLDR, because I know someone's probably firing up their keyboard warrior right now, I can hear the rage building. Oh my god, Spectre bad, what? Um, Yeah, TLDR, Spectre, not bad. Pinching Link's bad. Especially if you're dealing with plastic that uh, is brittle for the sake of strength.
0: Yeah, I think think when it comes to brittle for sake of strength, we're talking about how much uh, carbon is in the plastic mix.
4: Well, it's like the synergy links, right? They were kind of rubbery, and you'd have to replace them after X amount of flights. I mean, most you have to. More
0: plastic than carbon. Yeah, they they were kind of the
4: synergy links were kind of rubbery. I guess you could say more plasticky, less stiff. So you could squash those or whatever. They could be half bent and they wouldn't break. But then you'd have stuff like some of the gauy links I'd play with. Uh, If you pried on them or something, you'd start seeing white marks show up pretty fast. So uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't size your links like that. Bad bad juju. Don't do that.
3: I'm yeah, like, don't feel well, so bad. I was doing that up till about a year ago. So tell.
4: Well, did your shit yeah. explode?
3: No, because Ben slapped me before I ever did it. And I don't fly like you. See, see so. I
4: slapped me on that topic, yeah. and then I was like, I'm in a rush. I want to fly, and huh? I, I went against everything I do, and still did it, and I was
5: dumb. To be to be fair, the Paula was not putting any load on that model when it exploded. Yeah, no. I'm glad to hear him saying. I'm glad. To, to hear that that was the actual problem, and
3: um, again, you know, Ben slapped me first, so uh, but I'm telling you, I did that up until just recently. I would, if it was just barely tight, you know what I mean, just enough where I didn't want to get a tool out and resize it, I just get a pair of pliers and you know, with it, yeah. you know, not not no nope. not with no teeth in it, you know, what I mean, just a not smooth job plier ever
4: again, squeeze it, roll it a little bit, and off I went, especially on small helicopters. Oh, small ones, I'll give it a shot. I'll do it all day. If it blows but, up, it blows up. Oh no, twenty dollars. Yeah,
3: but I mean I'm I am i am sorry that happened to you, man, but I'm it's a good lesson for everybody.
4: Well, I'm mostly salty that it's something I knew was stupid and did anyway. So well, I appreciate That's it. It's the reason my Spectre V1 died. Hey, let's do full speed pirouettes loops with reversing rudder. That won't bite me in the ass. <laughs>
3: but that wasn't the that reason one. that one died. What, the V1? The V1 didn't die because of a pinch. That's exactly length.
4: why it happened. I pushed the tail to the belt, skipping, and I oh, ate shit oh. because of it. Oh, no,
3: no, that's, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. No, what I meant was it didn't die because of a bad link. I mean, a link that was
4: pinched. No, it, I knew I was playing with fire, and I pushed my luck anyway, and, uh, yeah, I, I found the full chamber playing Russian roulette.
5: Alright, is that it, or have you got anything else?
4: Otherwise, yeah, it's, it? um Navy, Navy, Navy stuff, big pew-pews on big planes, blah, 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 blah. Lasers, lasers, lasers. Oh, and motorcycle camping, something, something, something. Uh, Joe Reyes, if you're listening to this, you should go beat up Lamont for stealing the bike constantly at Urcha.
5: Yep. Oh, and oh. Joe, I need, a, I need that decal.
4: Oh, and if Lamont's listening to this, um, go buy your damn bike already.
5: <laughs> I need a
4: decal. Oh, Yeah. The uh, other thing for Joe, I'll actually go find him and talk about this, is uh, Shaggy needs his Raw Gonna Die decal.
5: I saw it. It's awesome.
4: Yeah, it's another one of those, it's just like the dick stickers thing where uh, I had a dumbass idea with Joe. He actually went and did the design, and then we never did anything with it. So this time, Shaggy, for you and everyone else, I'm going to make sure that Joe and I get the Raw Gonna Die stickers made. And we put them on every Goblin Park you own.
5: Oh, I thought it was going to be the only one. Oh no, no! Every Goblin product you own. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I've got the raw. I have got two other canopies for the raw, and then I got the fireball.
4: Yeah, and every one of them's going to have the sticker on it. Great. It's a warning. Well, you got to come right? up
5: with a different name for the fireball. You can't just do raw going to die for the fireball. You're going to do something else creative that has the fireball in the, in its name.
4: Are you like, going to get mad if I put a fire marshal bill sticker on there?
5: Ooh, that would work.
4: Let me tell you something. As the plastic tail boom comes off cause Shaggy's glued on there with five times and about three pounds of uh duct. Yes. Milk. Yes. Like I said, I- I'm all I'm all about warning the public of intimate danger. Yes. Do it. Uh yeah, I guess otherwise, uh, who's next?
3: Cliff or Rich. I I'll go. I i I've got listen than Cliff Scott, man, because I haven't done as much. Um, I did sort of go to Urcho. Sort of? Twice. Twice? I sort of went twice. I actually did go twice Mm
5: -hmm. for
3: short periods of time. Um, We can talk more about that later. But, uh, yeah, I did. Did you even get out of the truck the first time? Yes, I got out of the truck the first time. Okay. Remember?
2: No, that's why I asked. Oh, you, uh, I saw you at the gas station. I barely remember you coming to the field after the gas station.
3: When I went to the field, I got out, talked to people, um, gave some blades to someone, talked to your daughter, talked to a couple other people, Jay, Andy, and then I think that's about the time I left. I was there for about a half an hour. But we'll talk about that. Um... Hey, I got the new gasser done. It's ready to fly, but haven't oh flown God. it yet. Um, But it is ready to rock. It's done. It's finished. Nobody give me shit. It's done. I will not be wrenching at it at Helix.
2: I, I, I do know somebody that wants to buy that from you if you want to sell it. Who
3: wants to buy it from me? Sean. Oh, yeah. That's no, finished now. I'm going to fly it. Um Let's see. So, I also... Did something I said I wouldn't do, and I bought another raw, electric mm. raw. I'm kind of excited about that. I started it. Um, it's got a motor in it and a speed control and servos, so it's coming together. Um, and then I sold some stuff to pay for that other stuff. So um, anyway, I think that's where I'm at, getting ready to head out to Helix. Uh, I hope everybody else is. The deadlines are looming for... Um, getting registered and getting the discounts,
4: so. Well, we shall see uh, if a certain replacement helicopter from a good friend shows up in time.
2: Uh, well, if you not, can fly mine. You can fly
4: one of my helicopters.
3: You just need to show up, man. I got any, You can fly anything of mine. I'll even let you tune it the way you like it. I don't
4: Bro, care. Nick Maxwell offers his stuff for me to fly when my shit blows up. I still say no. I just don't do it.
3: You're not. you're not going to hurt my feelings, man. You know that. You're welcome to fly anything I got. And you can tune it the
4: way you like it. It'll hold together. I just, I just don't like using other people's stuff. It's I, not like a feel thing. I just oh. feel like a beggar when I do it. Dude, I
3: don't like, Dude, I don't like flying other people's stuff either because I don't want to tear their stuff up. And most of my friends spent eight years building their crap, so.
4: You know. Wait, wait. There is one helicopter owner. I will fly his stuff. Who's that? Joe Reyes. Because <laughs> half his helicopters, I've tuned them anyway. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Shaggy's. Bro, that Black Knight Show spent like six months at my house one time.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm good. Cliff, you ready to rock, bud?
2: I can. I really haven't done a whole lot. I've gone to a couple of fly-ins. Had a Had a good time there. Uh, Lamont drug me up to Ohio, to the Ohio Super Spreader, uh, where... Uh, <laughs> Gucci tried to not tried to, did did uh, COVID infect? I don't know. It was it was a large number of people. It oh was, man, it was a lot. It was somewhere between ten and fifteen, probably.
3: Oh geez, bound to happen, <laughs> dude. That sucks, uh, man.
2: So yeah, that that did kind of suck. Lamont was great though. He uh, he drove me up there, gave me a place to stay while I was there. Had a good time. Had a really good time hanging out with a lot of people that I don't get to hang out with most of the time. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Urcho. Um, that was a good time there. Um, of course, we, we'll get into that in a bit, I guess. Um, getting ready to go to Heli Extravaganza. Uh, it should be should be a great event. I'm really looking forward to it. I am, um, too. The, the facility's great. I, just, I love the place down there. That's, that's, that is my favorite place to go to. Yeah, mine, too uh just so everybody knows no truck yet uh, oh. it is still in the shop what? it was it broke down eight weeks ago this weekend it has been in the shop for seven weeks as of this past weekend Damn, so, um and i did not buy some i can't remember what you guys called it Li liperior, liperior batteries um I had a fella, um, he actually is local to me. Um, he's uh, putting together SMC packs. I don't know if you guys have tried those. I know you've seen them. Lamont has them. Um, Pablo, you've played with them, I think, a little bit with Lamont stuff. What, Liperior or? No, SMC. SMC.
4: Yes, uh, I used to use SMC exclusively when I did RC car racing. They're excellent batteries.
2: Yeah, they apparently they're very, very big in the uh, car world rc car world and he's trying to make a a bit of a run for it in the helicopter and airplane stuff now i have two of the uh, 5000 dv packs it's pretty neat they actually in the top of the box they actually have the date that they were manufactured and they have each cell voltage written down so before you get it you can just look at it and see where it's at i would say I i would I like them so far. Um, that's why I ask you how much you guys paid for those. These, the ones that I have, the DVs are $65 for a 5,000 milliamp pack. Um, I, th- they are supposed to be a bit truer to their C rating. Very although true.
1: they're, Easy. well, these
2: are, these are 55 C and they're not really 55 C, but they're usually a lot closer than most other brands. Um, Guys, I like the guy. Guy's a really nice guy, and uh, I'm kind of ringing these packs out as much as I can. I have given them to a few other people that can really fly and sit here and just do what you can with it, see what you think of it, and so far they've had pretty good results. So where where, where are you getting those. them at? The which you can just go on their site, the SM, SMC mm-hmm. site. Um, I've got a local buddy of mine named Mike. I don't don't even know what his last name is. That uh, gave me a set of the packs to try and mm-hmm. see what I thought of them. Uh, just to kind of begin to get them out into helicopter people'
3: hands. So did you actually test them? Break do a break in and test them to see what the true IRs are before you fool.
2: Break in. What break in? Uh, yeah, uh, never mind. I, I, answer I'll my put question. Them in the all helicopter, right. and broke it in. I, in the I, I totally. I, I understand now, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> Uh no I'm
3: okay. bad with batteries man I don't I don't break them in. Uh I was curious what the true, I, you know, true IRs were after you did a five break inside. The IRs no matter
0: no hard. matter what any of us do it won't be good enough for you rich. Oh
3: god. I just want to know what they really are.
0: The, but we, none of our instruments measure are good enough for you. So, I'll tell you I did it with my R chart, with my i charger and you'll tell me you that's doing. not good enough.
2: It's good enough it's good enough as long as you do them all. Mike has Mike has a special kind of checker uh i think it's the one like um andy used or maybe steve too in the for the free fall battery review but he has that special checker so you can plug it into it and you can check the irs and it's i guess it's a lot more accurate than what my charger is
3: yeah that, that was made it's not made anymore the one he, they've got them you uh, might be able yeah, to buy them that to
2: the
4: list of things i really want to design and build but can't because parts
3: <laughs> that would be worth making i'll tell you right now that the one that you know they were they were making was is pretty good. I know somebody who's got one too. It's not even a case; it's just shrink wrap plastic. It's, they work really well. Anyway,
2: now, yeah. Anyhow, moving along. That's kind of the end of it for me. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of flying. Madison's been having a lot of fun. I'm sorry, Maddie. I, I, you know I've known the child for 15 years. She's 16 now. And she's been Madison forever. Now she wants to be Maddie and I can't remember that she wants to be Maddie. I
3: think so you're, <laughs> I think you're yes. the only one calling her Madison anymore.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for me. But she's been doing a lot of flying. She's actually doing TikToks now. Wow. Um, she went out to the field the other day and she started doing TikToks and you guys know Sean. Sean came out, he's like, Well, I'm gonna do TikToks too And believe it or not, I think hers actually looked better than his did so <laughs> He didn't like that a whole lot. But that's easy lot. to believe. <laughs> he thinks that because he can do his lower, they automatically look better.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyhow, that's it for me. So let's move it along.
3: Hey, that brings us to RC Heli News and Heli Event coverage. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Robert.
0: So, we got two news items and three event items. Uh, first news item, uh pre-orders for the new Nick Nick Maxwell Edition XL Power Specter V2 are up. Um, I'm starting to hear the pre-orders are starting to get delivered or should be soon. So
3: Yeah, I saw some people had some kits, I don't know if they were pre-release or what.
0: Yeah, I think anybody uh, we've seen so far a pre-release. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, no. Lots of uh. Lots of neat changes in there. Um. Lots of neat changes in there. I'm uh. I, I'm definitely eyeballing it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was interested in learning. They're they're using different aluminum in that
0: kit. Yeah, this seems yeah. an aluminum change. I seven
4: thousand um, series. It's harder, and you can hold tighter tolerances.
0: Ah. Uh, uh, uh the other big one is RC Heli Nation podcast, V three. Woo! Uh, it's back. Dan, whoop, is, whoop. Dan. Whoop. Dan is back and he's uh he's brought uh two friends with him. Uh one of them is from the original, I think what, beginning of V two days? Mm-hmm. Yes, Rob Boyd. Yep, and uh
2: Nick Wisdom it, is joining him new. Yeah. Well, yep. Congratulations.
5: Right, yes. We're
3: looking forward to it. First episodes out, it was really good. It was really, really good.
2: Yeah. And they're going to be weekly, right?
5: Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When they get in the groove.
2: Yeah, right. it says
0: when they get in the groove, it hit their stride, he wants to be weekly. So
5: This year marks the 12th anniversary for RC Helly Nation. He started back in 2010. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I caught V1 episodes, but um, I never saved them. I caught them right before they disappeared.
5: I and have never then, listened uh, to V1.
0: Yeah, I, I listened to V1 episodes and then they stopped, and uh, it was about episode fifty. Uh, it came to it came to uh, it hit me that um, V2 was out, and uh, I sped through a lot of episodes and got got on current with them. And yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's great to see Dan back in the hobby. Uh, mm. I'm also really excited; he's out here on the East Coast now. I am too. And I, you know, we get to see him a little more often than we we headed over west. So. Apparently,
2: I need to get a citizen card because I don't have one, and I do every once in a while need an ice scraper.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I managed not to use mine as an ice scraper.
3: I saw that. Well, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Oh, uh, yeah! You know, welcome back, guys. Dan, it was you sounded just like yourself. So, sorry you're hurt, man. Get better soon.
0: No, oh, it looks yeah. like uh, he made a. Uh, it looks like he's uh, he's, he's uh, taking it easy, but he also went and saw some sights the other day. So yeah,
3: he was flying. He posted today. So
0: oh wow, yeah, he was out. He said scooters. weather weather here in Virginia was no good for flying. Right? Yeah,
3: not today or yesterday. Well, here yesterday was it was pretty good. I just couldn't get out, and then today I was uh-huh. going to go out, and it was not good till late this
0: afternoon. I wasted a whole day yesterday uh-huh. in the house. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so out.
5: anyway, go ahead. I, I also have uh, an announcement, real quick. Uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but just for the record, stop asking me. I did not edit the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that bad? I've been getting a lot of messages. What's a lot? Andy. <laughs> That's
0: what I mean. <laughs> did Andy reach out to you, uh, uh, Rich?
3: No, he didn't. But you got to learn sometime. He said he was going to. Well, he didn't.
0: Yeah, he didn't. I don't blame him. Uh, it
3: is he what You got to learn. You, you got to do it.
0: You got to learn. You got to do it. Yep. You oh learn. yeah. you are gonna do no. this to
3: learn it. If you guys talk over each other, fuck you.
5: Anyway, you see, going? you
3: understand what I'm talking about now. Yeah, you talk over it. You're just gonna be fuck you because it's just gonna get deleted. Yep. Exactly. It's Not getting getting reorganized. Fuck that.
0: Anyway, oh, that's what I've been come. doing. I know well, I could see at Minute marker 58. I'll be asking rich to put a bleep in. A <laughs> <laughs> couple on, uh, next up, uh, heli event coverage, cliff, take it away. And
2: rich. Arch, yes. So, Arch- Arch- um, so I guess, I guess I got there before rich did, but there was already quite a few people there when I got there. Uh, John Allen, uh, Tom Shen, Dan Murnane, uh, of course, Jay was there. Um, and then people started piling in pretty quick after that. A lot of people, all the normals, um, Andy, Steve, uh, Alex, of course. You know, just, it's going to be a gajillion people. Jimmy Tate made it down. That was, it was good to see him come down. Um, Brandon Cooper came over. I think uh, both of those guys actually flew my helicopters probably more than I did the whole time they were there. Uh, the really neat thing, it was, it was nice to get Jimmy flying an sab model so he didn't complain though he didn't didn't complain at all he just hopped right in there flew went over charged the battery up when he was ready to and got the helicopter and went flying it was great awesome um rich you came two times i did you want to talk about that
3: oh gosh um yeah well i i drove up um told you guys i was on my way and um about 10 minutes out, about a mile or mile, a mile and a half from the field, I got a call from my wife, um, and she let me know that our air conditioning was out. And um, the issue with that truly was that Austin's 10th birthday was that week, and um, we had family coming in from all over the country, and no AC was not an option. So um, she was already a little upset with me for going anyway, just for the reason we had family coming in. But... Um, she called, I pulled in, gave everybody my best and then left, um, to go back an hour and a half home, hour and 15 minutes to take the air conditioner out of my trailer so that we could use it in the house. And you know, I got one of those big room style air conditioners in my trailer and we could use it in the house until I could get the air conditioning guy here Saturday morning. And, um, he got over here Saturday morning, took us a little while to get things figured out. Figured out what it was, got it working. Um, And by that time, my daughter had gotten here with a granddaughter I hadn't seen since Christmas. Played with her for a few hours. um, Then decided to go ahead and head back Saturday evening. And it was, what, about 9 or 9.30 before I left here. Um, By the time I got up there, I actually had been later than that. It must have been around 10 because I didn't get up to, back to um, RCHO until, what, about 11.
2: I thought it was later than that, but yeah, it sure. may
3: have been eleven, eleven thirty. It was late, um, but it was awesome. First time I ever got a standing ovation from everybody that was at a fun fly. Um, as I drove in, because <laughs> I think a bunch of people didn't think I would come back. I almost didn't, but I wanted to see everybody. And Rit um, was killing me not to be up there when I started
4: seeing all the stuff. And um, I'm so salty I didn't get to go. Yeah, yeah it was a
2: good time. And, and the uh, thing is.
4: This is ironic, though. Like, going to Urcha, right? I told everyone I'm not going back when the gasoline was $5 and all that. Wrote it off. Said, I'm going to go to Urcha instead. So it's the week of Urcha. I'm looking at it. Cliff's like, are you going? I'm like, no. I'm not going. So Cliff was going. asked me. Rich asks me, are you going, Mike? I'm like, no. I want to go to Urcha. Yeah, I'm going to try and go to Urcha. And uh, the week of comes and I realize... Okay, I want to do, uh, I'd like to stay the night if I go there. Mm-hmm. And it occurs to me, there is no goddamn place to put a tent
2: there. We could have made a place for you to put a tent. Or you could have asked somebody maybe if they had an extra spot in their camper.
4: That too. I mean, that's the thing. I I, I hate being a beggar like that. I don't like doing oh. that last minute. I hate it though, right? I know people feelings. I get say, it, yes. I
3: get it, but it doesn't hurt people's feelings. It just but
4: tries. I was like, God damn it. Like, I was looking like, there's nowhere to put a tent. It really is, unless I go on the other side of the airfield and hope I don't get hit by a plane. So I kind of shot it down. Because the thing is, right, if I'm going, Alexis was really excited to go because uh, her and Leslie's are friends. And they love to swap horrible information between uh, themselves about <laughs> Dan and I.
1: <laughs>
4: so, I mean, who, who am I to deprive two ladies of their amusement at Dan and I's expense?
3: And yet you did.
4: Yeah, you know, it's probably better for the
3: both of us. Yeah, I mean, I it was fun. I, when I got there, I got there late, and I was still up to like four in the morning. We were out there bullshitting and talking.
4: Yeah, I know. It looked like it was a hell of a lot of fun. I got to find a yeah. little box trailer or something to push my ass into.
2: You definitely did. Maddie turned 16 uh, down, next, well, it was a day or so later after that, but they made a cake and cupcakes and gave her a... A good birthday, birthday party down there. Um, she really, really liked that a whole lot. She, oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's that's probably one of the best birthday parties that she can remember having.
4: That's the thing. Like, Ur- like all the Urchel people are just—they're fun, you know. I guess it's like the the Virginia North Carolina family. So, like, I ended up going to Urchel just because Joe Rays was like, Bert told me, if I don't show up, I'm a bitch. So I gotta go, Mike. Can you be my co-pilot? And it, this is like Sunday night. Before Urchin. I'm like, bro, I didn't I didn't plan for any of this nonsense. He's like, come on, man. If if you go, we can bring the truck and you can bring your stupid dirt bike. And I told him, Alright, fine, if I if I bring the big one, uh, I'll bring the trailer so you can have the little one. Which he I'm salty about it, and he is too, but he didn't get to ride it at all during Urchin.
2: Yeah, but, but Lamont said he
4: loved it. Oh, Lamont <laughs> thoroughly reviewed the Grom. and i'm still gonna call him a pansy bitch because i even offered to him at urcha on what i believe is probably a square mile or more of land still did not ride the t7 despite the fact that there is nowhere he could have hurt himself or the bike besides dumping it like a weenie in the grass So I hope he listens to this podcast and hears me publicly calling him a punk.
0: Who did this? The Lamont. Oh, man.
1: He spent like
4: half the event riding the Grom around. This is, I guess for our heli listeners, this is the equivalent of uh, someone flying a 600 around all week, doing great with it, being offered to fly a 700 with zero strings attached, and then pussing out because it's 100 millimeters bigger.
2: Well, that's just kind of Lamont. And he had his Segway, and Joe didn't get to ride that either. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know.
4: Joe was, Joe was visibly upset. I feel terrible about it. I'm probably never going to get to do that again, bring the truck or trailer on his truck because of this. Thanks a lot.
2: <laughs> but anyhow, Urcho was – it was fun. It was It was not a sanctioned event. Um Didn't have to pay any kind of landing fee. You did have to pay for food, but the food was great. Uh, I'm sure you guys have listened to the other podcasts. You know, they had, I think, McGrady, Lincoln, Jay. um, No, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting people. I know. But anyhow, they smoked uh, butts, and they smoked, like, they were hours, hours and hours, maybe 14, 16 hours of smoking butts, and they were great. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, like, you know how it is at Urcho, or RCHO. It's just a fun place to be. Everybody had a good time. Rodney cracked his head open. We got to call the uh, fire department there. I So, again, I'm sure you guys heard. Andy came and got me out of the camper, and he's like, oh, I think you need to come check on Rodney. He fell. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, all right, I'll be over there in a minute. So I'm, you know, putting my clothes back on. And, you know, I'm used to people coming and saying, hey, I think you need to come and check on. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. I'll be there in a minute when I get there. And I got over there and I'm like, oh, shit, he's he's bad off. He was didn't know he wasn't even awake when I got there.
4: Oh, wow. Oh my he God, what
2: do you do? His... Say that again.
4: I said, oh, my God, what did he do?
2: Fucking oh. one wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn oh, it, just, dude. just like your one, one wheel. So he wasn't, I didn't see it. This is what I was told. He'd gotten on it. It was Andy's. He'd gotten on it. He was riding it around. He wasn't even going fast. And he got to this one spot and was almost stopped. Tyson was kind of right there in front of him. He was almost stopped and fell off of it backwards. And they said it kind of like fell like to his butt and then went all the way back. And, of course, Tyson kind of started, you know, messing with him, grabbing him, saying, hey, man, hey, you know, you okay? Wake up, you know. And then uh, then he was like, oh, my God, he's really out. He's like, help. Somebody help me over here. And uh, Corey, Daniel's wife, she's a nurse. She had gotten over there to him before I did. And she was telling me he was completely out. Like she was checking for a pulse, you know, checking for airways, all that kind of stuff. So it was bad. And by the time that I got there, he was still out. And he was snoring really bad. So he wasn't protecting his airway really good at all. But he finally started waking up. And about that time, the fire department got there. And then the rescue squad came in. And I tried to convince him to go to the hospital because he had this cutie little EMS girl that showed up. And I I was going to the (laughs) hospital with her just because. But anyhow, he uh, he was being typical Rodney. And it was kind of funny. She said, well, how many beers have you had to drink tonight? He's like, oh, I don't know, one, two. I'm like, cases maybe.
1: <laughs> so
2: uh, they let him. They went ahead and let him sign all these documents and all that kind of stuff, and they let him be on his way. And he was still hurting the next day. I, I uh, he cracked his head pretty good. So I'm glad that he's okay. It's kind of kind of a really scary minute there, or a couple of minutes there for a little bit. As,
4: as much as I love the one wheel, man, it, there are some inherent limitations to that thing that yeah it is uh potentially very dangerous
2: I two people I know that have gotten well one did go to the hospital this one yeah have gone well, to the well hospital chris
4: home. Chris Barton here got jacked yeah. up yeah yeah dude he he has to go into surgery still I don't think he's done it yet he was gonna do it after the flying season has to go get his collarbone assembly rebroken and oh uh, God, really? properly uh stinted and all that and to get it healed up oh man. Yeah. But it's the same kind of thing. Like, every time I've seen someone get beat up on one of these things, it's either they're, they're leaning too far or something else, or the bastard catches a hole and you're not thinking about it. it, it you know what? It's probably – it's really easy to just jump on it and get going. But it is so damn hard to be prepared for the curveballs it'll throw
2: at you. Well, up in Ohio, um, Steve jumped on his and took off across the field, and there was a hole back behind the camper, and he hit the hole – And he was fine. He rolled it. it, He got thrown off of it, but he kind of rolled and got up and he was fine. But yeah, you can go down pretty quick. Dude, mine
4: did that to me. I was, well, to be fair, it was like the Spectre. I was doing 19 with it, so I was well aware I was pushing my luck. This is back when I still lived in the RV at the flying field. And, uh, dude, I found a gopher horse sometime on the backfield of Fredericksburg, and I was airborne long enough to consciously think to myself, this is about to suck. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And I hate it. I just remembered dirt bike stuff and rolled to my mm-hmm. back and tucked my head in and I slid for a solid feet on the gr- five feet on the grass. Uh, Didn't get head knocked, but it knocked the wind out of me.
2: That was the only right. really bad stuff that happened at RCHO that weekend. But and it wasn't even helicopter related. I know. I know. It was a great time. We, they did a they had a couple of little games that they they made up and they had a good time with those. Those were always fun. That to watch. looked
4: fun as hell. Remember, guys, hel- helicopters are dangerous though.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep going. We're going to be up all night long. It's yeah. nine thirty almost here. I got to go to work in the morning. All right. So what we got? Gyro Nats. Trap, right? Nope. Nats. Nats. All right. Nats. Uh,
4: Tldr. Shaggy's a badass and makes it work even though everything's falling apart.
2: Dude. So. Really?
3: Shaggy. You have to say it like that. <laughs> dude, you're the man, dude.
4: Uh, falling apart in terms of. Oh, look, another weather delay. Oh, look, another weather delay.
5: Oh, look, guys, another weather delay. <laughs> oh, look, the radar says there's nothing, but there's clearly the clouds are on the field. <laughs>
4: yeah, and the fact that Shaggy oh. still got everything done without it dragging into, like, Thursday or Friday. Man, let's back 7.30 on. Let's,
3: on Wednesday. Let's start at the beginning, Shaggy. Dude.
0: On the first day, God said.
5: Oh, <laughs> yeah, we don't in, have to. In the beginning, I screwed up and said, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> oh. You know, every
3: comment I've gotten from everybody says you did a great job. So, you know, don't
5: don't cut yourself short with that one. No, it was it was good. I was worried about how to progress with it. Um, luckily, Craig Bradley, he um, he's run many nats before, and he was there to kind of help help me out there. Uh, next year, I'll have to be. I'll have to do more on my own because he'll be doing world stuff. Uh, that's fine. I, I, I have an idea. I know what needs to be done and how to do it. So it's not a problem now. But yeah, it was it was definitely very challenging. Um, it, it is hurting cats. It is identical to herding cats, just like Mike Unger always said. And it, it, it showed that. However, I did implement one thing that Mike Unger did. Uh, in previous years is you get all the contact information from everyone and you send out a a giant text message Mm -hmm. and that's what i that's how you, you stay in contact with everyone and it worked out really well uh unfortunately i drove everyone crazy because every five minutes i had to change the plans because of the rain so like just just because we were kind of flying in between rain i had to figure out okay should ama class go now should F3C classico now or should F3N classico now? What's going to be the shortest? The, because we only got a 45 minute window. Okay, um, let's do F3N. Oh, not everyone's here for F3N. Let's do AMA. You know, so it it was dodging that was very tricky, and just trying to figuring that out was was challenging. Um, Sounds like you did a lot of thinking on your feet, man. Dude, I, so I would get out there. So we we did this on the main. So I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. We did this in the main flight line of you know site four. Uh, we weren't able to do site five this year. We had to do it on site four, which is a challenge because on site five previous years, we've always set up two flight, flight lines. One would be parallel with the, with the field and one on a 45. So we do the 40, the 45 angle, uh, flight line for the morning because the sun is usually it comes you know, the, the flight lines usually set West to East. So, um, the sun comes up in the East, you know, obviously you can't quite see. So we'd always have one 45. So the sun's at our back can't do this on site four unless we walked way the hell out in front of the field which was not possible so we had to start no no earlier than nine o'clock in the morning which is a problem in itself but we had to work with that uh and then of course you throw this factor of rain coming in it, that was another issue so nine o'clock was the earliest i would always get out there at seven thirty. i would always be out there seven thirty so i can get the trailer you're set up, get everything outside, set up, get the generator out, ready to go, uh, and, and then just start getting ready and start getting people there and getting them ready. So that was the initial start of it. Uh, out, so I was there as early as possible, and I wasn't done until about nine, ten o'clock at night. Uh, even though after everything, I still had to do Nat's News. I ran Nat's News, so every day I had to write an article of how the event went. And that took me a little while to do. I would be out in dinner with the guys, but I'm still writing Nats news. I'm still on myself and just write, typing it all out, get, going through p- pictures, editing the pictures, getting them ready to be published. Uh, I'd still be doing that. So Sunday came in, and we basically the whole entire Sunday was just painting the lines, painting the fields through an F3N course and an F3C course, and that took pretty much the whole entire day. And then Monday morning we started with the actual, uh, you know, with the actual Nats. Um, so Monday was full. Um, it was pretty flawless as far as uh, weather goes. It was it was pretty hot uh, and sunny, and uh, we didn't get as many flights in as we wanted to. But that's that's the you know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, people you can't really get as many as you really would want. So moving on to Tuesday. Tuesday was a giant wash with rain we got hardly any flights in on Tuesday so it all fell down to Wednesday we could have made it on Wednesday if it wasn't for the clouds being on the on the freaking field but somehow we managed to get we managed to get three flights of F3N three flights of F3C um and two flights of scale so For AMA classes, I finished them up on Tuesday. I went ahead just so we can get this done. I had to drop two rounds of AMA class. So instead of doing seven rounds, we did five. I made sure everyone was okay with that. They all agreed because this year, since it was team selection, F3C and F3N had to get done and F3C had eight rounds this year. We could have done seven, but the only reason why we did the full eight is because uh, Deanna was uh, she is Nob's wife. She was in charge of all the scoring, and that by you know, big shout out to her. She was basically everyone's hero for the event. She is a machine when it comes to typing out the scores and getting the results. Pretty quickly. I mean, once she has all the paperwork, I'm not joking. Five minutes, the results are out. It, it was and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all. Five minutes, she had the results out. So huge thanks to her. Uh, she was I, she got all that taken care of. She managed it all. She was very organized with getting the results out really quickly. So big thanks to her. The reason why we did eight rounds for for uh, Worlds, because that's what Worlds would be. I mean, for, for F3C, because that's the way that Worlds would have been issued. And we were going to do seven, the typical 7, that that uh, runs. But the reason why we did 8, because she wanted to test her, her new system, make sure that it was working properly, that the scores, uh, that everything would be calculated properly. And, it, and, of course, it worked. It proved her system was, was perfect. So it worked flawlessly. Uh, but that's the reason why we had to do that extra round for F3C. So... Uh, everyone agreed for, for AMA to finish on Tuesday with five rounds. So we got that done and taken care of. So then it was just a big crunch to get F3C and F3N done on Wednesday. So, and we also had scale, 518 scale to get, to get their rounds in. So we got, we ended up three rounds of F3C, three rounds of F3N and two rounds of 518 scale. And we finished by 730 at night or in the evening. So it was a very, very long day, but we had to get it done Wednesday or we were going to have to paint in the flight line somewhere else, which luckily we got it done. Everyone was okay with staying up. or we staying out the field longer than normal to be able to get all this done. Uh, it's a big, sh- you know, a big shout out to all the, all the uh, competitors. They worked with me really well. Uh, it was still difficult, but everyone was very uh, cooperative and, And they realized that we had to get this stuff done. We had to get it done by a certain time. That we had to get, you know, that and also the schedule was going to flip flop around because of the weather. Uh, They were all very understanding on that, and they worked with me on that. So big thanks to all everyone who competed. But um, so next I want to get to some results. Uh, for the placement of everyone. So overall, we had nineteen competitors that 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 joined and this is through all the classes. Uh, we actually had 20, but one per, you uh, no we had 20, 21, but unfortunately two people weren't able to make it in time. Uh, so they decided not to fly, So because they, they weren't able to make it. Um, one of them was able to make it, but it was much later and he decided he didn't want to fly. Uh, we also did have a competitor that unfortunately after the second day, he had to go home and he wasn't able to complete uh, the competition. So he had to leave. So he's still on the score because uh, he did he did fly a couple rounds. But unfortunately, he had to leave early. So it actually came down to 18 people that stayed through the whole entire thing. So the scores were going to go with the AMA classes. And the beginning of the AMA classes was going to be the sportsman class. So we had uh, three people competing in that. We had Dan Lucente, uh, the president of Urcha. We had Mike Lewandowski, and we had Brian Burnsong. And the winners of that was we had Dan Lucenti in third, uh, Mike Lewandowski in second, and Brian Burnsong in first.
3: Congratulations to those guys. Brian, I know how hard you guys, uh, you guys worked hard. So,
5: so then we're going to go to uh, Expert. Uh, we didn't have any advance, so we go to Expert. There was uh, three of us there. So we had, sure. So we had uh, Angel Rojas. We had myself, and then we had Gordy Means. Yay. And the so and third place we had Angel Rojas, and second was myself, and then in first was Gordy Means. And just like previous years, uh, Angel and I have basically been very close. Last year he won by, you know he he won by, um, it wasn't a landslide, but it wasn't, it was close, but it wasn't too close. Uh, this year I, uh, I beat him by again, not a landslide, but it wasn't like extremely close, but it was close enough. It was kind of what it was last year. So we've been back and forth with each other trying to, uh, as far as competing. So it's, it's good to have someone on that, on that same level as you are, cause you're able to, to, um, fight it out. So, Next, we're going to go to F3N. We had five competitors in F3N. We had Nick Maxwell. We had Cade. Uh, help me out with his last name, people, please. Um. No? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Cade. I, I, I can never pronounce your last name. He flies from miniature aircraft. Um, then we had Christie Amante, AJ Jaffe, And out of nowhere, we had Jamie Robertson show up. Well, that was a good surprise. Yeah, it was. Uh, It's been about three years since uh, anybody's heard from him. So so anyway, um, so in fifth place, we had uh, A.J. Jaffe. And then fourth, we had Christopher Diamante. Third, we had Cade. Second, uh, Jamie Robertson. And first, of course, Nick Maxwell. Now, that was the team selection. This was also a team selection for the year, for the Worlds, for F3N. So we have Nick Maxwell, Jamie Robertson, and Cade. That is your team selection for F3N. Chris Diamante is the alternate. So if one of them cannot make it, Chris will be in on the team. For Worlds. For Worlds. That's awesome. So congratulations, Congratulations, you guys, for for our, our World team selection.
3: Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome.
5: So in F3C, we had eight competitors. We had... Sam Corlett, Christopher Diamante, Cliff Hyatt, Tim DeBerry, Mike Goza, Nick Maxwell, Yasu Sarama, and we had Namoraki. So in... Group. Yeah, it's a... Yes, and, and a lot of them are, are repeats. Uh, these are really, really good F3C pilots. Um, so... We had one new person in F F3, three F three C that we haven't seen before, and that was Yasu. Mm-hmm. Really good pilot, really really good pilot. So, and I'll, I'll I'll get to that in a second. So, in eighth place we had Cliff Hyatt. Uh, seventh we had Sam Corlett. Sixth we had Christy Amonti. Fifth we had Tim DePerry. Fourth we had Mike Goza. Third we had Na Meraki. Second, we had Yasu Saramar, and then first we had Nick Maxwell. Hey, Nick. Nice. So, congrats, Nick, on the win. However, it was a close one. So, on on the last round, so I'm going to summarize it all the way to the last round between Yasu and Nick, it was a half a point difference on the last round. Nick won by a half a point on that last round. Wow. That's cool. I mean that's that's after eight rounds. That's pretty cool. It yes, very 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 close. Yeah, so they were back the, and forth, weren't they? They were back and forth. Yes. So the last scores, this is the raw scores. It's uh Nick was at 228.2 and Yasu was at 227.7. Oh, wow. So exactly a half a point. Nick won by a half a point on that last round. The the uh, normalized score nick was at 2000 and yasu was at 1997.8 wow. so 2.2 2 point difference
3: that wow
5: that, that i've never seen it that close ever yeah. so that was definitely something worth watching it was amazing that last round was so close yeah. so Congratulations to Nick Yasu and Nob for first, second, third for the Nats yes. oh. for team selection. It's a little different. So, first place is Nick Maxwell, second place is Na Maraki. and third place is Mike Goza with Tim DePerry as the alternate. The reason being is because there's a, there is a rule where he also has to either be a U.S. citizen or has competed in the Nats for more than two times to be eligible for the world team. That is the only reason why he was not able to make the world's this year. Um, so that's so he is the winner for the Nats, but he cannot be chosen for team selection. So that's why we have Nick and then no, Maraki is second. Mike goes as third, and then Tim DePerry as the alternate. So that is the results for the uh, helicopter Nats for 2022. If you guys want to see the results or you want to see any of the Nats news, you can go to Nats.modelaircraft.org, and you should be able to select the uh, the Nats news for helicopters. It's uh, It's pretty much the most recent Nats news out there right now. And uh, there is four different Nats news, one for each day, and then of course the uh, the results.
3: That's awesome, dude! You did a great job. I heard so many good good
5: things, man. Thank you.
3: I heard so many good things about the way how you ran it, and you know, I was I was really happy for you and proud of you. I know you. I didn't hear anything
2: good, but still, congratulations.
5: (laughs) Uh, Yes, thank you so much, Cliff. Love you too. (laughs) It's because he keeps his head in the sand. So it it's um it was a lot of work. It was definitely a lot of work. It was yeah. what I it's what I expected. I just was worried about keeping everything running. And if it wasn't for the rain, we would have finished a lot sooner. I probably would have gotten all seven rounds in for for the AMA classes, but we had to make some sacrifices, and everyone was okay with that. Yeah. So
3: oh, we got great. it done,
5: and I guess until next year.
3: Uh, congratulations,
5: Shaggy. You did a good job, man. Thank you. Uh, All right. Next. Urcha. Oh, great. Me again. <laughs> well, you, you, Mike showed up, too. Mike so up. You, you might get up with yep. this one. Man. So, okay. Wednesday is – I summed it up as nat okay. So we're going to start Thursday. and So it was Thursday the first day of the Jamboree this year? Wednesday was. But I was right. having fun finishing up Nats. Till nine o'clock at night. So Thursday was my official day. I started speed cup on Thursday. Thursday morning, um, I went head over to the speed cup. Uh, Charles Booker was the one That's that was good. running it this year. I unfortunately was not able to to do both at the same time. So Charles That's took cool. the rings on this one, and we didn't have a heck of a lot of competitors this year, uh, but we we had about I think six or seven. So it's a little bit less than last year, but that's all right. Uh, I, I did help him get the course set up. Uh, I actually helped him on Wednesday get the, the the course set up during the rain since I couldn't do anything. So while I was waiting for the rain to die, I went out there and we measured out the course and got some flags there. And then eventually Josh, who is one of the AMA staff, he eventually got some polls and got it helped to get uh, set it up set up the course where we marked it at so I entered my r5 into it so I put a new motor in there I put a power 750 56 l motor into my r5 with a 22 tooth pinion and I got I w- and I cranked it up to third from 2800 rpm to 3200 rpm And I went a whopping (laughs) two miles per hour slower than last year. uh,
3: um, What's his name's Explode?
5: Justin's. Justin? Uh, 36. With the Rail 606 blades, which is what I'm using. So I've got a, a slight safety net. Though I found out that Charles actually ran his. He's got an R5 as well at 37. Oh, Um, and then, and then he realized that he wasn't gaining, he was just gaining more noise and less battery time versus speed. So he backed it down to 35 and he's been happy with 35. So I'm going to keep mine at 32, but, uh, yeah, the fact that I slowed down means that I have lost skill. So I, I just, I did 127 average instead of 129 average. So I'm still slow, but I just, I haven't, I haven't flown it since last year. So I haven't done like speed passes since last year. So what do you expect? I'm not going uh, to, you know, it's a pucker factor because you're letting the model basically fall to the ground. And the only thing that's stopping you from slamming into the ground is pitch, not in mean collective, you know, not pitch on the elevator, but cycle or um, collective, so that is the only thing that's stopping you because if you move the pitch, the elevator, you're gonna slow down. So you wanna go full positive or, or transition to positive, and that's gonna upright the model from a vertical dive. It's it's a really weird transition, but I'm just not used to that because it's been a while since I've done it. So I'm I'm like I'm panicking. I'm I'm trying to be safe and pull back on an elevator and well what am I guess what? I slow down. So, I just got to get used to it. But Charles did an amazing pass with his. He got an average of mm-hmm. uh, as like one sixty one was his average. Like that's fast. That but he's basically mm-hmm. maxed out the R five. That is about the max that you're going to get out of that helicopter. So it's a six hundred size helicopter. So mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Um, so I didn't do very well with the R five, and that's okay. Uh, there was one guy that wanted to enter enter in the uh, the 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 120 meter course, so the smaller class. He was the only one, so I looked I looked in the in the car and I saw I had my fireball there. and I said, eh, why not? So, but once again, I've gotten I went 20 miles per hour slower on that than I have in previous years because I used to get i had gotten an average of 99 miles per hour, top speed of 104. Uh, but I got like seventy-six as my average. It was pretty bad. But also I had a very old battery in there because that's the only thing I had charged. So is what it is. But it was to give that guy a little bit of extra competition since he was the only one flying in the short course. Uh but there was there was um every year there's always gotta be one spectacular carnage, and that was unfortunately Blunton. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. The guy from Puerto Rico? I don't know. Anybody? I wasn't yeah. there. Bluton? Blunton? The, the, the SAB pilot from Puerto Rico.
3: Was it Blayton Riviera you were thinking? Yes. The, the guy's name? Okay.
5: He had a goblin comet, and he got an average of 176 miles per hour. Uh, his fastest was, I believe, 178. Yeah, it was 178 was his fastest, so he averaged 176. That's really good. On his last pass, his third flight last pass was his fastest flight period of 178 miles per hour. And he I, he went back to idle or he went back, he idled down and he pulled back up an elevator to climb to, to, to stall it. And so we can come back down, but he already lowered his head speed and it just fell out of the sky. It tumbled, it chopped the boom off and it was just confetti raining from the sky.
4: That sounds like a familiar experience. <laughs> I feel for this man.
5: Yes. So, it didn't explode. It just fell out of the sky and chopped itself uh-huh. on the way down. And it turns out, based off looking at his at his logs on his V bar and looking at the carnage, his he has a J, he was using a JST connector for his receiver pack. One of the ends came out. That was it. So it, he lost receiver power and servos went limp, which caused the blades to strike the boom and the whole thing fell out of the sky and it's probably sitting in a trash can in oh. Muncie. It was unfortunate. It was, uh, he, he had it dialed in. He was doing really nice speed passes. So it's very unfortunate yeah. to see that. It's kind of like how people reacted to Frank's jet crash. Just horrified. You know, helicopters are very exciting to watch crash. But when you get models like this that are dialed in just right, it's a terrible sight to see. Yeah. Uh, After speed, I pretty much just... I I didn't do anything. Thursday was kind of a blank. Um, There was stuff going on, and I just basically did other things. So I didn't do any flying after that. And then we follow into Friday, where... I decided to start flying my raw because little did I know uh, I've been voluntold to fly (laughs) battle of the brands for Contronic. So I have to fly now. So, and I haven't flown my, my raw at all yet. And the last time I flew it was at spring Flank when the screws came out and my (laughs) tail hub separated. So I've gone through the whole model and hopefully fixed all that problems. Hopefully. Loctite should have had time to cure by now. <laughs> it, it should have. It definitely should have. So, and I, I made sure to clean the grease off too. You know, make sure to do that pretty good. So, I started flying it and I started having some uh, head tracking problems. And some drifting. So, I took it to the bench. The reason why I was drifting is one of my servo horns, for some reason, I didn't center it properly. I don't know why. Maybe it was midnight. Maybe it was dark. I don't know. But I didn't center it properly. So I got—I took the swash, the head off, swash plate lever, got it all fixed, went out there and flew it. Then I also put, um, I went to Cade and said, hey, d- uh, do you have any rapid 710s? And he's like, yes. He's like, can I try a set? Absolutely. I grabbed them from him. I put them on the heli. I flew it. I went back to Cade. I said, you'll never get these blades ever again. <laughs> so <laughs> I immediately bought them from him because I was like, I want these blades. So they are, you know, just like the 600s. They're light. They're poppy. They're loud. And they, they're, they're great. I really like those blades. I flew those blades the rest of the week. So I'm just flying the raw, making sure nothing's coming loose. And I'm, and I'm kind of getting back in the groove with, with 3d flying. Cause I haven't done any 3d flying in, 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 basically three months. So I'm like, I'm very rusty at it. And so I'm just, and now I got to do battle the brands. Like, holy crap. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible awful and i'm still awful but i mean i'm like i'm super like i'm not precise i'm not smooth i'm very shaky i'm not doing things that i normally do so i just kind of flew friday uh helped out with archer when they called me and they said i need help but then i out in the meantime i would go and fly and that's pretty much it for friday that i can think of mike do you have anything going on for friday not really okay going on to saturday once again, kind of helping Urcha here and there. But the biggest thing is, I need to fly. I need to do a routine. I need to find music. And that's where I got with with Mike. And we just went over the Site 5, where there's no one. I had a few songs in mind, but I wanted to see if they worked out. So, Mike and I went over the Site 5. We rode the motorcycles over there. And... We just started taking turns back and forth in Flying Inspector and my Flying the Raw, and I and I found a few songs that I think would have worked really well. And so and this is so I don't want to go too long on this, but I wanna I wanna point out, out of the whole entire event, all the flying that I've done, the twenty between between those twenty-four flights of flying, those were fun, but that was the best part of the event for me. I even though it wasn't long, just going out there Yes, there's three hundred some people out there where you can fly with. Because we actually were kind of lined up. We were flying with Nick at first, and I just I told him I was like, I want to go somewhere more private because I just I need the focus. I need to listen to music, and I just need to focus where it's quiet. And so that's when we we drove over to Site Five, and that was the most fun I had at the event because it was just us two. There was no one there. It was quiet. And then the camaraderie with with the with with Mike, him going back and forth, just you know, of course, being his normal dick self and just yelling at me, which was you know, I get that from Monty all the time. Oh, uh, dick self. I'm a little more well, professional. Uh, than well, I mean, you were just you were giving me some some shit, you know. And but then he would just <laughs> Mike's like "Wait a minute, I wasn't being a dick." No. <laughs> but then but then he Come on, he man. tell him the truth, dude. <laughs> he would egg me on and try different things and just like, I don't know, I don't know how to really explain it, but it was Well, just, that's
3: a way a lot of us learn.
5: Yeah, right? but it, and that's what I like about it is yeah. he was he was and, and and Rob does the same thing for me as well. This is why it's so much fun to fly with these two guys and why I have as long as I have because they they they, they've helped me pro- progress the way I have over the years because of doing what they're doing, whether it's insulting me or yelling at me or just being honest and and saying, like, okay, that was pretty nice. Let's see if you could do it again or, or try to do it the other way. And it pushes me to go further. So flying the different types of music and, and coming up with something was you were in in an area where there's no one around very quiet just us two that was that made my event right there that's so i i got a music routine i it was it was basic it was very very basic but it was something that i can fly to um the the, it's just the worst part about that whole entire time was when mike was flying and he was practicing pirouette globes and his model blew up which was terrible i felt very bad for that um but you know, other than that, though, it was it was just very relaxing to go out there and fly. Um You got anything else for Saturday, Mike? Uh, I don't
4: know. I went and flew my M two, and then I snuck off and uh, I did butt hurt wheelies everywhere. Otherwise, yeah, that's about it. Talk about these lights. Want to talk about these lights? What about what about them lights?
0: Wheelies for his feelies.
4: Yeah, do wheelies to forget your feelies, bro. <laughs> so, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I picked up a bunch of, uh, a very large number of Cree LED high bay lighting systems for, uh, undisclosed purposes.
5: Okay, well, um, then I guess fast forward over to Saturday evening. Then we're getting ready for Battle of the Brands. I am completely just nervous as all get out. Luckily, I was pilot number six, so I didn't have to go first, thank God, or last. Um, so, I was kind of in the middle there. There was 14 pilots there, and... I actually did better on my practice run than, than than the real deal because once I got up there, I, my mind just switched to basic mode and just, it's like, do what's easy. <laughs> it, it, where, where I practiced, I was doing... Oh, geez, Mike, what was I doing? I was doing a bunch of reversals and stuff. I was doing some... I was doing some things that I only have done on the sim and it just out of nowhere, it came out. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Okay, I'll I'll do that. And then when I came to actually performing it was just my mind switched to basic mode this is all you're doing just keep it alive and it stayed alive but yeah um i'm glad monty i'm glad you weren't there because you would have probably strangled me because i flew to tetris again and my mom had the idea and i turned it down immediately but then i thought about it and so I transitioned to a different song that everyone would expect me to fly to. Can any of you guys guess it? Freebird. No, 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 no. What would I fly to? What would make sense for me to fly to? American Pie. Oh my gosh, dude, you are... Dude, oh, come you. on.
0: Tetris theme song.
5: <laughs> I did that. I know so the answer. I'm going yes. to Come on, man. One more guess.
3: Centipede theme song?
5: <laughs>
3: gosh, damn it. Cliff, you have one. Trying to get, I'm trying to get in your age group, man.
0: Oh, man. You don't know his age group.
2: Yeah, old man. Come
0: on, Cliff. What do you guess
2: he flew to? It's got to be something country, because you, you, cause you no. get your girlfriend back, and you get your dog back. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, and when you got
4: all these self-driving trucks these days, you know, it's going that direction. Well, I'm waiting for the first country song I hear where the guy's like, hey, my truck left me. (laughs) 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 Okay,
1: you
5: guys done yet?
0: No, no, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, why? Bad audio. Why do I gotta find, why do I gotta watch an ad? I don't want an ad! I'm not willing to pay for these services.
1: Yeah,
5: that was it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was too obvious.
5: Then why didn't you guess it? Because
3: it was too obvious. Oh, I'm proud of you, Shaggy.
0: Oh yeah I can't believe he decided that's to fly to that uh, that's,
5: that's <laughs> that was my cool. mom's idea and I, I I shunned it down I was like no 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 and then I started thinking about was like shit I should <laughs> I told the Apollo I told the Apollo and just this evil smirk came across his face and he was just <laughs> I, was like, I was like yep I got um, his approval.
3: The idea is
5: coming.
0: You know, you skipped over the whole fact before Urcha that your mother stole your phone, and we started having a conversation with with her oh, about right. about finding about finding you someone. No, about st- start starting a, a profile for you on a dating website. Oh
4: yeah, dude, Alexis
5: is in on it too. Really, oh, yeah. you're bringing <laughs> that up now. <laughs> oh. This is an all. This is unfortunately a true story. My mom did actually take my cell phone. Yep. And made you a profile for a dating site? No, we asked her
0: if she would help us, and she said yes. <laughs> yep. I'm was, terrified. <laughs> Sadly, uh, we haven't gone much further with it unless uh, Alexis has, has uh, gone further with it. Un- 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 I can to, to that.
5: Oh, shit. She asked for my address. <laughs> oh shit. I didn't even think about that. Scooby, I'm Scooby spooky. Doo, where are you? Oh no, shit. <laughs> Where's Shaggy All right, I'm going to finish this up now before I'm freaking hunted oh, down. Oh god. The profile. So, yes. um Wipe right for You shaggy. know, I did extremely terrible, but it was <laughs> fun. Um, my name was spray, spray painted. On those the the grass and those circles, which was awesome. Even though it wasn't my real name, it was the Shaggy name. It was Shaggy Parker. It's like no one knows my real name. My real <laughs> name doesn't exist. I better get it legally changed now. <laughs> um, and, you know that's that's about it. They they um the night flying. I honestly didn't stick around. I was just tired. All I know is. They did combat with some foam foam planes, uh, the board members did some combat with some foam planes, and Tim surprisingly won. Mm. Uh, that's all I know at the, at the end of it, because I went to bed kind of early because I had to get up early, so I didn't stay much for the night flying. Um, some people that I met, though, I did meet Andy. Andy was there, uh, Bill, and came there. Ian showed up. He was his late, first, but he showed up his, his, his first, first time. ever. Yes, and oh, he, he cool. had a blast. He said he enjoyed it. I, I don't know how he did enjoy it because I saw him wrenching every single time I saw him.
0: Yeah, I got talked about oh. it in the other show that he, he put his head down and started wrenching on stuff, but the guys did get his uh, Nitro issues figured they out. They
5: said he was over at the
2: BK tent the entire time making those guys work on his stuff. Hey, he,
5: he got a lot of stuff figured out. They helped him a lot.
0: They got um, a lot of stuff figured out. <laughs> yeah.
5: But apparently he got a lot of flights in. But I was like, dude, I haven't seen you get one flight in. But apparently he got a lot of flights in. So, you know what? You know, I'm probably I'm probably missing some things. But I don't want to drag this on. Uh, Last thing I want to say is I didn't hydroplane off the road, so big success. (laughs) Yay!
0: (laughs) Shaggy made it back and forth successfully.
3: (laughs) Uh, We didn't get to almost listen to his uh, demise.
2: Demise. Yeah, second time. No, that haunts me. Um I missed me too. That. I'm disappointed that I had to miss that last uh, last year. It was not fun to listen no, to. No, it
0: wasn't. Uh no, I, I uh I spent this year's jamboree at home. I, I had a brilliant idea to to use I was gonna I was thinking about using my uh my voucher from Southwest Airlines from when they completely screwed up some travel I did earlier this year. And uh I told my wife this idea and she said, not only is that idea stupid, but you've angered me for even bringing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and also this year, my birthday was on Saturday, uh, the same Saturday as Urcha as a jamboree. So yeah, you know, it was yeah. best to stay home with family and friends and whatnot. Um, yeah, I had the
3: family thing with Austin's birthday that week too. Plus the gas prices, all this stuff added up to just yeah. like, no flying.
0: Um, no, I uh, the rest of the time I was just jonesing. This is the first time I haven't gone to the Jamboree since uh, since the first time I went in two thousand fourteen, and um, yeah, I was just jonesing the whole time. Just, uh, you know, uh, everyone's going out there. Pictures getting posted up as people are traveling. And Nitro, just, West <laughs> Nitro West Virginia, Nitro West Virginia. Yeah, I was just, I was just. Uh. Uh, I,
5: I will say though the road has been finished, so we're no longer going by the church and adult bookstore anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to make one last trek through there if and actually stop.
5: So
3: you say that like it's a good thing.
5: It is. He, he does. <laughs> I'm not stopping there.
0: Uh, we'll stop there you for know, you. Give you a uh, full video tour. Great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, he might even wake up with something in the morning
0: oh no oh yeah oh no family friendly <laughs>
3: <laughs> didn't say what
0: <laughs> family friendly <laughs>
3: Spoony
5: woonies
0: no it's a uh, man fear of missing out i was uh really bummed not to hard, uh go to nats this year and uh, yeah
5: you were talked about quite a lot and in a good way a lot of people were asking about you yeah
0: i was bummed but i had i i i think the weekend before uh shag and i were flying together and i think him and i started counting up i think i had about 20 flights total seven months this year
5: and i was at 30 so not too far ahead
0: (laughs) (laughs) um no, I was talking to one of the, I did a, heard, I've heard back from some guys, they definitely like, dude, come down to my event, so I might, I might be still planning a trip to Florida in October and to a competition. We shall see. Uh, well, that'd be cool. It would be.
3: Have, You'll see your brother? and.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to see him last year, I didn't go down there, so... It'd be good to get back down there, enjoy some weather, or I'll just ride my motorcycle really fast and do an iron butt to get to Florida and hang out.
4: Right. I'll do it with you.
0: <laughs> um, no, that was uh, I was sad to miss the event this year, and um, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's definitely FOMO, that's for sure. Everything gets starts getting posted up. It's like, man, I want to get on the road and get out of here.
2: But so, you know, they closed it, the Waffle House that you guys normally stop at now. What? It's gone. When Impossible. Did, it,
0: when did it... It's gone? It's, well, the what? building is
2: still there. The Waffle House is no longer but, there. They closed it probably no sh- three months ago. Yep. Wow.
4: Well, clearly they must have oh. had a uh, Category 5 hurricane or something. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: No, that 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 sucks. That one packed. Every Saturday we went in there, that one packed full. That's interesting. Yeah, but You know, every Saturday we went in there, we went in there usually a little early, but by the time we were leaving, it was packed. It was about to start forming a line, but you know what? Well, it's Um, a good thing I didn't stop there. Yeah, well, now we'd have gone through and go, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the next one.
5: McDonald's. Well, I guess we we'll have to start a new tradition somewhere else. Mm. But that sucks because there's you started another... that tradition. You but you started that tradition with um, Bob Harris.
0: I did, but that's not the only. That's not the only Waffle House in Charlottesville.
2: It's not, there's but the two, other one's two. way over in the middle of Charlottesville. You're not going to go driving all yeah. the way up there to get to it.
5: It's like an extra like ten minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's one on the
5: way we could get for breakfast. Yeah, there's probably a couple others, yeah. maybe a little further. Let's um, just go to a
2: good restaurant. Go just a little bit further, get to Waynesboro, and go to Cracker
5: Barrel. For breakfast? Yeah. yeah. I don't mind that either. Okay.
0: I, I think more of it's it's a tradition, Cliff, and I understand you, you don't actually hold tradition, so <laughs> that's good.
2: You know, <laughs> you're going to have to hold your tradition somewhere else or bring a lunch.
0: Yeah. Bring a lunch. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that. Okay, next topic on heli news and heli event coverage. Okay, last topic in the uh, heli news and events is the uh, whole thing that has come up about Urcha during the jamboree. Um, I I've uh, I said it here once. I posted it on Facebook. Um, I resigned from the Urcha board on June tenth. Um, uh, you know, and having conversations, everyone here, you know, we've all seen it and, uh, uh read various amounts of what has been posted out there, uh, on the internet. Uh, there are three places you can visit on the internet, uh, or do an internet search if you're interested in reading more yourself or listening or whatnot. Uh, one is Angel Rojas's uh, uh, junior blog, uh, where uh, most of his content actually is, uh, comes from urchafacts.com. And lastly, there's a pretty large thread over on the main forum at Helifreak. And if you're curious, uh, use your favorite search engine uh, on the internet and do a search for Urcha V. Anderson.
4: Uh, Angel, I just now posted uh, another blog thing on Urcha. Okay.
0: Okay. We'll get into that one. Yep. Uh, Lastly, uh, myself personally – um i am not interested in getting into the whole fray of this uh personally myself so i am sitting back uh watching
3: yeah i i know i speak for myself but i'm i'm doing the research myself now um i'm sure i'm gonna have more to say uh as we move forward but um you know, there's some serious allegations against the board right now. So we'll see what happens. You when know, it all delves out. Get out there. I'm Just get out there and read the stuff. Try to figure it out. Okay. Um, so that's what we're going to say about this right now. Um, so any of you guys else want to say anything? Mike or Mike or Cliff?
5: Um,
2: I'm not going to say anything. Um, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything right now.
3: Okay, I'm sure we're going to have more to say about it as we learn more and this thing carries out a little while Um, we're not going to ignore it we're going to talk about it I just don't know when yet
0: okay next section uh, listener questions and feedback and you know what I'm not going to say section next part is uh, listener questions and feedback Uh, since the last show we've got no new emails how about that (laughs) Um, I did have one that I think you guys would want to listen to, if not read yourselves, over on Discord. So, um, JBD77 did write us on Discord. He said, hey guys, sorry for digging up an old episode, but I have just got back into hellies after 14 years. And I am now listening to all your shows. Dude, welcome back to the hobby. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm excited you found us and you're listening. Uh, He says, Flybarless is new to me, and I am trying to decide which direction to go. I have a Spectrum DX8 Gen 2 transmitter, so the Piuma I built and soon-to-come RAW 420, I went with the ICOM Flybarless controller. I am intrigued about V-Bar, and I really enjoyed the episode on it. I wished you had touched on this, though. How is the V-Bar for someone who is not using V-Control radio? In other words, is it worth switching from Icon to V-Bar for someone who couldn't get a hold of or couldn't afford a $1,300 transmitter?
4: Crap, did we, did we not touch on that?
0: Let me, let me keep going. I get the impression the big selling point of the V-Bar is the integration into V-Control radios and as such would not make sense for a Spectrum user to switch. So far, my Puma is flying well, as far as I can tell, but I am using stock brain settings aside from a bit of expo. So, I'm going to say this one f- part first a little bit, just to set the field on our next comments afterwards. When we, when we said we were going to do the fly barless review, uh, one of the things we didn't want to do is compare costs or, or tell you you should go one way versus another. Um, this this review was to compare how these flybaros controllers fly, um, and uh, you know the fun part is is you know uh, Cliff used recently switched to V bar. I flew V bar years ago. Shaggy's flown some V bar, but most of his most of his time is either with B or the Brain Icon. DePaulo is a hardcore brain icon, you know, diehard, but he has tons of experience as other gyros. Um, and Rich, I mean, you have lots of experience with gyros as well, but you've been a brain icon guy for the longest I'm time. I'm mainly
3: a brain icon because I'm Jetty. Yeah. Although I've delved, I've delved pretty heavy lately into the CGI.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I, I would also say that I think many of us have agreed. There's there's two items that, you know, aren't necessarily a waste of money in this hobby if you're in this hobby, and that is a great charge setup that can handle you know 12S packs, get them charged as fast as, as fast as you want them charged.
4: Kilowatt. <laughs>
0: and and Mm-hmm-hmm. a transmitter. You know. Um,
2: but if he's if he's happy with his transmitter and he's not worried about integration, I I don't see any reason why he should switch anything out. I'm I wanted the integration. I did not want to have to bring a computer with me to the flying field every time I went to change a setting.
3: He has a Gen two DX eight, so he can have integration with the brain.
0: That's a solid point. That's something you know. As far as programming goes, I wasn't familiar with. Um, I, I I'd say if you're happy, go for it. Um, you know, or not go for it. Stay stay with your DXA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the in, the in the bigger picture things we we get we're we're, uh, we're biased to our own thing because we bought our own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're
3: not going to, you know, you're not going to pry my jetty out of my hands and they're expensive. Yes. They're, you can argue they're more expensive, not argue, they are more expensive than a V-Control v control Touch. So, you know, but you're not prying that on my dead hands. I would change fly barless in a heartbeat if I if had a, you know, I mean, in other words, I'm not. I like the brain because its integration with so many different things works well.
0: Well, and, and what I was trying to trying to say, Rich, is you're not going to find somebody who owns any transmitter and, and, and you go, how do you like it? And they go, it sucks. It's the worst thing ever. You shouldn't buy this.
4: Oh, I'd say that.
0: And, <laughs> and they're still flying it a year later. Yeah. Okay. I'm <laughs> say that.
2: Technically, I still own a Futaba. I was going to say,
3: and, and Mike, you've been r- flying that same radio since I've known you
2: it
4: uh, it's a it's a balance sheet of it does good stuff more than it does stupid bad shit I can work around that's it. your whole whole that's everything you work with uh, <laughs>
0: that every one of us has experience with that mm-hmm. you know uh, uh um you know my friends can't make me happy a hundred percent of the time does that mean I shouldn't be friends with them no
4: F- you I'm the best friend ever Robert and you know it oh good
0: Lord <laughs>
4: Oh, man. So,
0: your spectrum is making you happy. You enjoy it. Fly it. If if you come upon other reasons, and I call them logical reasons, like uh, you you fly with others who are very familiar with V control, eh, that might be a good reason to go. Especially if they can teach you about V control or take you further in your flying. More specifically about flying, and and, and if and if they know. If they know V-Control can help you get over that hump real quick and get you back to flying and learning, then that would be a reason to go for it. Um, find a V-Control in a good deal and you want to try it out. That's logically a good reason.
4: That's how I ended up with a jetty.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. You're interested. Found one for a good price. <laughs> yeah. Um. The The funniest part is the, the brain icon has, has a standalone piece of equipment on a helicopter – integrates with the most things out there I've seen in this entire helicopter helicopter portion of this mm-hmm. hobby. I don't think yeah. anything can communicate with as much as that thing does between...
3: Or provide as much telemetry to things that don't have telemetry.
0: Yes.
4: It has yes. honestly turned into... I don't know if anybody remembers the old J-Log telemetry hub system. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Uh, that's pretty much what the brain has turned into where the control loops and everything in there... Thomas did those years ago. I don't think much of that has improved. I know uh, Rick pimped out some of the governor stuff, but like flight-wise, nothing's really changed. But what he has changed is mountains of integration code and stuff for the app. So yeah, it, it, the icon's pretty much as close as you're going to get to a fly bar list that doubles as a telemetry
5: integrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When in doubt... Just go with a brain or an icon because, you know, it's kind of like the. It's like the standard for models. Like you know, you're not sure what to get. You want something that's, you know, you don't want anything that's too complex, but you don't want anything that's too basic. It's it's kind of like that that happy medium. Honestly, though, the
4: the, the V bar V control is like the I win easy button. Simple. Yes,
5: yes, sure, but. The cost, yeah, it's, it's, it's the cost. It's spicy.
4: I tell people you can do the same thing with uh, a Spectrum or a Jetty and an I- a brain. It just requires some extra steps. It's it's the difference between piecing something together and buying the fully integrated turnkey solution. Yeah, it's the same thing. Honestly, is going and buying a, a 760R and a what is it, 18SZ, Robert, or a couple other radios I got now.
0: I mean, you could do a 16iZ at 300 and then uh CGY760. What's the going price on that one for very first one? But I still think it's going to be less than 1300 Yeah,
4: but it's, uh, it's the same thing. You buy into an ecosystem and, you know, yeah, you're stuck with it, but it works really well with itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the mm-hmm. other thing to go is that, um, you know, it's been said about on the other podcasts. It appears there may be some lower cost options coming in V Bar. V Control, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, they got to bring something uh, out to keep up with that 16 Aussie.
4: I would still absolutely <laughs> say, if you really wanted to try the, uh, the V Bar Kool Aid, try to go find a V Bar used. Uh, you can make it work with a Spectrum or a Jetty or whatever and uh, see what you think on flight characteristics. And if it wins you over after like a month, and I mean this, like really, fly it for like a month or so or more. Do not fall into the oh shiny phase and proclaim your love for this thing like a week in. Uh, people constantly will ask me because they're like, oh, we value your objectivity. And like, yeah, it's, it's painful to do that. But people, I mean, Rich is, people run up to me and ask me all the time, like, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? Do you think? And I'm like, ask me in three
2: months. It is way, way, so, way easier to set up than my Futaba was. Oh, well, for sure.
4: Futaba's but, known to be like futaba ease. But, but that's the thing, like, try it first, see futaba if you like the way it flew. flies.
2: It, my, my, flu, my Futaba flew a lot better with no question it just it it just flies but there's several things and I couldn't even tune mine to the point where a lot of people could um dude dude someone go call the police uh, and,
0: and send protection to Cliff yeah. he's, he's gonna be dead
4: <laughs>
2: yeah I'm seeing it now BK
4: Hobbies hit squad coming out
0: <laughs> uh. um no the uh, the V bar has simplicity that the others do not, and
2: I still wouldn't
5: go uh, back.
0: I, I I would not go back. Yeah,
5: there you go. He's redeeming <laughs> himself now.
0: <laughs> uh, is it worth spending the thirteen hundred on? I would say those are your options. Weigh them out with logic. Is it worth it? Um, others from Fly can help you with it. Is a great reason. Um, if you, if you're interested in trying it and someone comes along with a, an offer that cannot be refused, that's, that's, that's worth a shot. Um, you know, uh, perhaps you want integration or, you know, perhaps you're looking for more integration, uh, more specifically like telemetry. Cause I'm not sure, can he get much, uh, uh telemetry on a Gen 2 DX8 with a icon?
4: um yeah i i had it you you can get a handful of stuff
0: he'll be able to get milliamp hours i believe so don't quote me on that it depends well
3: it depends on what esc's got
0: sure if he has an esc that will talk uh brain
3: brain then apps then absolutely he can yeah
0: yeah no um there's usually about three fly barless controllers i will see on a field uh mainly is v-bar um, I'd say there's probably more brain flybars controllers in the field, but it's a toss up as to whether or not they're being controlled by a jetty transmitter or a, uh, Spectrum and yeah. then Fataba. So, yeah. yeah, use your logic, take the feelings out of it. And a lot of the guys who's holding it in their hands going, this is the best thing ever. You should buy this. Um, and they keep telling you it can program your stuff so fast. Yeah. It can program your stuff fast. <laughs>
3: I, I'm I'm still stuck on the whole thing that fly with the guys that are around you're flying unless you just want to play with something else.
2: Yeah. I don't want to bring a computer I, with I, me.
0: Yeah, and well if he's if he's got his integration running, he may not need the computer. Very true. Yeah. Uh the last thing I'd say is go put a go put a uh make sure to hold a transmitter in your hands and make sure it fits. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes and do an imaginary flight. You know, hold it in your hands. Put your, get your transmitter strap out. And if if you if you if you uh, are a strap on kind of guy, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to a fly uh, in and try one.
2: Uh, go, you know, ask, ask yeah. somebody. Hey, you know, can can I try on your helicopter? Somebody will let I, you. I, I, they will.
0: Somebody will let you. I wouldn't go that far.
2: Man, come to LAX. We'll have them
3: all right around my trail. You mean
0: Helix? That's what I meant. What did I say? LAX, the airport.
3: uh,
5: Uh, uh, have you taken your medication yet Uh, no some supporter i
0: am i'd still say you know at a fun fly hey can i can i hold and in in you know use your transmitter for a second i'm not gonna fly anything yeah sure you know hold it up act like you're flying and and do an imaginary flight move the sticks around flip the Mm -hmm. switches you'd expect to, to flip and and go for it um See if it fits your hands. Uh, some transmitters I don't like. I don't like holding. I, I don't like holding.
3: <laughs> I can't. I can't handle Futaba transmitters. I uh, my fingers don't fit them.
0: The only one Period. it does fit you don't want to pay for. Very true. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, Very true. I don't know. I, I I said I wanted to let others talk and I didn't. So please jump in here and say something, guys.
3: I think we have a little conversation about it. I think it was a good. Yeah. A uh, good primer for what we've... I think we answered your question. We um, really appreciate
2: you sending it in. Yeah. no. Because if you're happy with it and it's flying the way you like it to fly, keep flying it. Let it rip. I'd say get a hold of Josh
0: on Facebook because he posted up a whole bunch of uh, Thunder Tiger fly bar helicopters and uh, go buy one <laughs> and break out that old knowledge and show us how, how it's all done. <laughs> um. Yeah, show us how it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: show up with them all converted to flybarless.
0: Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, because I've flown the, I, I flew the uh, X fifty, the Thunder Tiger X fifty, in flybar, and then I owned the flybarless version of it. Yeah, that was everything for listener questions and feedback. There was nothing in iTunes, nothing in Podbean, and nothing on Facebook. Boom! <laughs> FBL project news: Three or no, two flybarless controllers remain—the Spirit and the CGY 760. So yeah, next controller we're going to fly is going to be the uh, Spirit. Um, last will probably be a 760, and I'm probably going to yank it off of my um, my 550, unless someone's got a spare 760 right now.
3: I've got a spare 760, but I don't want it scratched all to scratch all the shit oh wait a minute it already is because the guy who had it it all the shit there we have, you, flo-
0: have, have you flown have you flown it
3: i will in a couple of weeks okay yes okay um and i've also got two two 754 uh, the 755s aren't going to help you
0: 755 would help
3: i've got a 755 i got two of them
0: okay main topic <laughs> let's get this started Spectrum FC sixty two fifty HX.
5: Say that three times.
0: No. I am gonna try.
5: <laughs> FC
3: sixty two fifty HX. At
0: first, hey, I said that
3: I said that better than Helix a few minutes ago.
0: Uh, hey, hey, Horizon Hobby, give it a name. Crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
0: gosh. Okay. Okay. First ups Cliff. How long did it take you to do initial setup on it,
2: Cliff? Hang on a second. I'm trying to kick Kathy out. You got to shut that door to make much noise. <laughs> All right. Initial setup the first time was 27 minutes. The uh,
0: second time?
2: Well, the second time Mike set it up because he loaded oh, the new software yeah. into it.
0: Ah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, it kept its settings, didn't it, DiPaolo?
4: uh What, when the firmware was reflashed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I re-zeroed it.
0: You changed the settings back to default. Correct. For, yeah, but you didn't change the servo layout and all that to default, no, did you? No, all
4: of that was kept the same.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So we didn't, we didn't go through a reconfig like that. Yeah, 27 minutes.
2: 27 minutes. Um... how long to tune that's another one so the first time or the second time the first time second time okay the second time it took uh so
0: uh, let let me
2: explain let let me back up and explain
0: what happened let's talk about this so uh the controller went through everybody one time And then a topic came up about the firmware version.
4: I went digging and basically was like, sorry, everyone, we're hosed. I found there's a newer firmware update because it was suspicious to me that there was like nothing for tunability on this thing. Right. It was was really stupid. And guys are saying, like, Ethan H are like, but you can do so much with it. I'm like, bullshit. Something just something not adding up here. So that started this really long game of telling everyone, like, yeah, no, uh, I'm going to go try and find the latest firmware for this thing, because it's actually kind of convoluted to go find it. Uh, there was fun games involving trying to get all of the stupid hardware under my own Spectrum account. That was fun. Uh, still annoyed by that. I know oh, why that's... they do it. I wish there was a better way.
3: Yeah, uh, the, it was just because I didn't look
4: finally the... getting the gyro and the radio under my account I was able to pull the firmware files talk to a couple spectrum guys from the team and found the correct firmware files for large helicopters with the NXT next-gen control loops they still don't have um, like presets like V-bar, brain, slash any other gyro basically like for sizes so uh you're, well, they have it for their own yeah, stuff. Yeah, they have it for their own stuff, and if you're not inside the Horizon so, Hobby, walled garden, pound sand. That, that said, um, the default gains are...
0: No, 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 don't don't go into that. I, I know, you're, I'm you're just part saying, of it you get
4: default gains, and it's like a one-size-fits-all, and you got to figure it out from there. But anyway, yeah, so there was a yeah. whole bunch of fun game involving getting the correct firmware, because it occurred to me, oh, wait, if we do this, and we release this podcast... And someone finds out that we didn't use the latest and greatest, the Spectrum Kool Aid Club is going to come chasing us down with pitchforks. So, in the objective of being fair and even, I made Robert mad and said, hey, uh, yeah, everyone get out to the field. We're flying this stupid gyro again.
0: Uh,. So I, you brought up, you brought up something that I wanted to get an answer on. Is there files for different size helicopters?
4: No. I mean, well, no. Okay, okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. Yes, asterisk if it's a Horizon Hobby product.
3: If it's Yes, if it's Horizon Hobby specific, they have Horizon Hobby specific setup for specific helicopters that are theirs. No one's else.
4: No it's else. the same kind of thing as, um, well, any airplane people we have in here. The Aura Gyro from Flex, it's the same kind of thing. They've got presets and everything for their models, and then they have what they call the open stock gyro they bas- Yeah, they
0: basically tuned it and, and said, hey, here's a tune we like, go for that.
3: Right. Um, and then they've got, yeah, what, for their models, the open
4: stock, which is like, they've got, you know, there'll be generic. like a, a one for, a, well, like the Aura's got one for the flex RV8, one for the flex jet and the same thing for horizon hobby. They've got one for their Helis. So, yeah, it's the same thing, but there is no like generic. As far as I know, it may change between publishing. Uh, there is no, or at least not obvious or easy to get to 300, 500, 700 size baseline. Oh, no. No. They just call it open for a yeah. There's just an open stock with really, really, really low gains, and we'll touch on that later.
0: Okay, Cliff.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how long did it take me to tune? So, um, once once I kind of figured out going into the forward programming, the forward programming is really really neat. I think um, took me a little bit of time to figure out where I wanted to go to change what but I would say I had it flying to where I was pretty happy with it after two batteries. Um, note wise, I don't know. I pretty much, um, the, you know, the forward programming. I, I do like that. It if it, It's kind of easy to walk through once you know where to look for stuff. Um, another thing with it, if you were to put a Avion, uh, uh Avian, speed control on it, you actually get a whole lot more telemetry from it too. It, it, it's, it's got, it's like light years ahead of everybody, I think, as far as telemetry goes and stuff that you can plug in to, to get even more telemetry. Um, but yeah, anyhow, that's really about my bit with it.
0: Okay, cool. That,
4: that's it. I, I remember there being some pretty strong words, though, when you first tried uh, that. That's
2: because I couldn't figure out how to get to the forward programming.
4: No, not that part. Just
2: the way it flew out oh, of the box. Oh, it flew like ass out of the box. I did not like that at all.
3: And exactly when you say like ass, what it doing? It was doing?
2: just... It was not not responsive. It was just slow. It was like uh, it was like driving in mud it would do it, but it would take a minute to get going. And kind of once it got going, it didn't really want to stop. So you'd have to help it stop. I don't know. I just, it's, I would call it mushy.
5: You do realize, you do realize that's a 13 pound that doesn't It doesn't matter. That's, that's, that, 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 no. didn't, that wasn't the problem.
0: I, 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 uh, I, I you know, cause I kind of hate it, but we can all debate that I think all of us would agree out of the box, it sucked
4: it's well, a dog. I mean they set it's... the games to basically
2: nothing so it's safe on any Yeah. Yeah. Level.
0: yeah, it was it's not going to blow any helicopter up. That's for damn oh, sure. Because that because that was another thing the numbers
2: the numbers like you turn something to 30 or 40 or 50 it's that the numbers uh, don't mean yeah. anything. So that's
4: if we're going to touch on the topic of usability and user-friendliness. If you are a programmer, you will feel right at home. 0 to 255, 8 yeah. bit. If you are someone used to V bar, brain, or anything else where they abstract away all the PID craziness and just give you zero to 100, you are going to be confused AF the first time you play with this. But, Mike, also,
3: well, go, go ahead. When you, when you, did you have a problem, or not a problem, but how did you feel about how far you had to move the gains to see an effect? Uh, a lot. <laughs> and uh, when yeah. I moved
4: it a little and I didn't see anything, I did it like anything else. I was like, okay, triple it. Does it do anything this time? Yeah. And right. I ran the slider all the way as high as it would go on the radio to see. When I noticed it wasn't 100, I was like, okay, well, did they use an 8-bit number, a 16-bit number, or some other crazy arbitrary number? And Yeah,
3: that was your engineer
4: brain working. My brain didn't
3: go there. Yeah, way. I did.
0: Or- I, we, don't, we don't talk to each other in between flights specifically, Right. And and one of the things uh, uh, is, yeah, I did what Mike did. And I was like, huh, some numbers. Let me roll this thing. And I was like, 255? Like, holy crap. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to zero to 100.
5: Um, you know, I know we're all kind of pitching in here. So I'm going to pitch in one thing real quick. But when a certain game says seven, <laughs> I'm thinking – and it I goes am, to 255? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's at seven. I didn't go b- further at the time, but it's at seven. Okay. The number value is very, very low. So I got to be careful here. Let's go to eight. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Let's go to 10.
3: <laughs> Nothing. You okay, were us But you should have seen me doing that exact thing. I'm like <laughs> going, and I don't remember what it was at. Was it at 15, I think? 15? 27 batteries so, later. But I... <laughs> I was exactly. like, no, I only did... Well, no, I, I can say my piece in a minute, but what I mean, Shaggy, you're absolutely right. It was a really low number. And and, and when, if you roll it up to see it, it just keeps going and going. It's like, wait a minute. It's at a low number. It goes a long way. So does that mean I have to move it a long way to see it change? Or if I, is it a low number? Because if I move it a little bit, it's going to change a lot.
5: Yeah, where I- is that high number doomsday for the helicopter like what right. is it see in mike's
3: brain he immediately associated that with 255 it's a computer number you know what i mean it goes zero to 255
2: yeah it's a, a <laughs> I didn't in put my that brain together. I, I had I put, to i had to move it a lot for a little bit of adjustment because i wanted to see that zero to 100 scale so yeah once yeah, i yeah. does that make sense
3: yeah makes total sense at least does to me 'Cause I had the same exact thing. I you guys kept seeing me land it and I would take off and do something, just move it back and forth a little bit, I land it again, move it a few more, move it a few more, move it a few oh, more. I st- and I was out of a battery.
0: I was I was so far away from Rich and I'm just watching from a distance, like, you ever gonna get that thing flowed?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how far to move the numbers I was playing with. I just knew it was a dog.
5: It, it was this, this testing, you actually flew it, right? For the very first time, Rich Sowers got to fly the fucking helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. W- when,
4: and I did it after not flying a helicopter for six months. Was Oh, yeah, it was Dragonfly. This is when I, when Robert got mad that none of us were doing it. He was like, do you guys even care about this goddamn podcast anymore? And then I got her. I was like, you know what? Fine. I, am, I, I do care, actually. So I just started, like, corralling cats and getting out the cattle prod and chasing people down. Dude, I even was like, we're Dragonfly.
0: Well, even, even after even after all that, you flew it, Rich flew it, and then we got it home, and then sh- uh, no, you and Cliff flew it, and then Rich flew it, and then Shaggy and me <laughs> flew
4: it. Oh, dude, I was on a warpath. Yeah. To be honest
3: with you, I'd like to have another th- two or three batteries, because I was flying it at Dragonfly while you guys were doing the auto contest for a big portion of it, and I was really nervous about flying it there. Hmm. That was just me, and I mean, but it was the first time I got asked to fly it.
0: So let's let's hit the point, Rich. How long did it take you to tune it until you you felt better about it?
3: I ran a battery and three quarters through it. It took me the whole first battery, so that I I felt com- before I ever felt comfortable to actually put it in the air. Okay, it was so dog ass slow, um, and I mean I hate to say it that way, but it was. It was just like you guys. It was lethargic. Yep. And, um, I had to move the stick so far to get it to move where I, you know what I mean? Just, it just, it, it, I would say it, you know, it felt like our hover conditions, but it didn't, (laughs) it was way mushier. It was way, it was like, Holy crap. Okay. Stop. stop. Okay. Wait a minute. It's stopping. It's hovering land. You know what I mean? Changes. All right. Now am I doing this? And I would literally bump it up five and go, okay, is this going to be too much? Oh, that wasn't even close. Next one. 10. Oh shit wait a minute, yeah, 10 more, you know what I mean? And because I didn't do like Mike did where he just jumped in and said, wait a minute, the 0.55, this is going to need a lot of adjustment mm-hmm. to make that mm-hmm. move, you know what I mean? Um, now I got it, and if I were to use it right now, those, number, those, those numbers would be much larger in that initial um, phase of trying to get it to fly because I don't remember exactly where I ended up numbers. It's, I don't think that's the material thing, but it was way higher than default. Yeah. wheel of fortune. <laughs> yeah, there it is. it is. It is. Yeah, if you're using that bass tune for the, um, you know, for the generic models, you're gonna need to make some big changes. Um, to feel, at least I did. I, I finally got it to a point after the first battery that I started flying it around, but I still wasn't comfortable enough to do any aerobatics or anything. I needed another battery.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: that I just didn't get there so that's how I, I mean i just the helicopter was feeling okay i was flying fine but i didn't start doing any aerobatics. i did some tiktoks really and the helicopter kept wanting to roll to the right as i was doing it and i was like why it's probably me you know no, what I mean? it's not you so <laughs> okay well because it was definitely wanting to roll right in the tiktok and i was like okay i need more time with this so i stopped doing them
0: yeah um, no um that's that's part of the sluggishness you're you're experiencing because the gyro really wasn't running much for a control loop to deal with the physics of helicopters. So yeah, I did aerobatics on the stock settings, the... and I was I, I I pulled out of a stall turn and it rolled, and I was like, "Well, I know that's what physics does." So controller, why aren't you doing your job? <laughs> I guess you need now, see, you been, need more numbers. stall turns. Yep.
3: I didn't notice any weird behavior in the stall turn, but I didn't trust any of it at that point. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel quite right. Well, and needed more,
0: more the bad. rude part of me okay. says, that's why you still fly sportsman. Um, the not mean part of me says, don't say that.
3: <laughs> what do you mean? That I don't trust it?
0: No, that, that uh, you didn't see anything when you're doing stall turns with it.
3: Okay, I'll take that. It's <laughs> some of your underhanded stick me in the armpit criticism (laughs) um yeah sure you're you're... and keep in mind where i was at and what i was doing oh yeah i will tell you we had
0: a bunch of people off your left side being noisy doing auto rotations for the whole time
3: not only that and then when they when the guys started trickling over when you guys trickled over behind me then you guys were like are you gonna fly this thing what do you do i'm like (laughs) you (laughs) f***ers You know what I mean?
4: And well, I'm you like sat and okay. built Helicopters the whole time, so I was on you your did,
2: ass. You did kind of do that a lot. I didn't build were them. Working on them. I you tried to figure hard. out why my head speed was it, it, up my it's
4: ass. Just as bad. Yeah, I know your <laughs> helicopter tried to go to Warp factor nine and enter plaid. So <sighs> can we talk about this, please?
2: <laughs> T- Tesla
0: can't so, have plaid mode. I gotta have a plaid okay. mode too. <laughs> so
3: my 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 thing is, I didn't get. I didn't get to get finished. I need more time, more batteries to get it to where I, I would be, where I would have been comfortable. So, if the two batteries I put through it, I still feel like I needed more time with it to get it. Maybe, maybe, but maybe if we get if you
0: the helicopter again with another gyro, we can see if you pull the same stunt again where you need about sixteen batteries to tune it.
3: I probably would.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, did I have my voice go that high? Really? Yep. I probably will. I not sixteen, <laughs> but. You know, I mean, if you give me a brain or you give me the CGY, it's not going to take 16 batteries. But you give me a freaking V-bar and these <laughs> f to say it takes one battery, it's going to take me six. Yeah. Or
5: ten. Just like where it's supposed to take you 10 hours to get the ursha, it took you 20. <laughs> oh, <God damn> it! <laughs> Armpit stab again. Look. I love you, Rich. Gyro, I love you, Rich. Look,
3: I know. I but... love you, Rich. Look, I had a lot of fun being asked to do the flying part. Yep. Oh, I And because i've got to not do any of that here and i think i have a different perspective than a lot of you guys do because i see it in a different way i think um, yes right so my carefulness because i i didn't jump i i wasn't going to move the numbers a hundred at a time and i think i'm like a lot of guys that wouldn't do it a hundred at a time to start now if you hand me that gyro right now it's going to a hundred, or it's going to two hundred fifty. You know what I mean? It's going. Who who
0: was the? Um, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, Gary, a uh, 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 longtime long time long time helicopter pilot. His name's quoted in the uh, Urcha PPP. Um, he used to do he used to do the low head speed in the Thunder Tigers, and he switched over to the Synergy.
4: Gary, f-ing right?
0: Gary GFW.
4: Gary, oh. <laughs> Gary
0: Wright. I had a great conversation with him at a heli-extravaganza one year, a long time ago. He's
3: the one that turned me on to the E5.
0: Ah. Uh, the E5 uh, super he, mega he,
4: ultra stretch.
0: And he would he would talk about – he would he would double numbers or cut numbers in half. If he wasn't getting a, a, a feeling, he would – like if he saw a seven, he might try – he would double it and go to 14. If he doesn't see it, he might double that 14 and go to uh, – uh, oh damn okay he might double that too. go up to 28 28 thank you and then if he sees something he might cut that he might he wouldn't wouldn't cut it in half but cut it in a quarter and see and hunt for the right spot and that was something that was i i think goes very well for the zero to a hundred scales we deal with if you're looking for something try doubling the number and then if it if it goes over then you know don't cut it in half cut it in quarter what you went to try and bounce you around
3: that's a good point because I was doing kind of the same thing. I was at first it was, you know, I jumped just a couple of numbers and I would jump five. I wasn't doubling up, you know. what I mean, yeah. every single time I did it, the the number that I was moving was a larger number. Yeah. And because of the numbers, the small numbers just weren't changing it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I had fun. Um, I
0: had I'm glad I, I, I could. I'm glad I know, could bring you a helicopter to fly that day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i wish it wasn't during the auto contest at a fun fly but yeah um and that i hadn't really flown for six months but no don't get me wrong i like i said if i had a couple of more batteries i think i we could get this one in you guys will be able to talk shaggy more than me but go. shaggy all right thanks um, for cutting me off <laughs> hey it's not me this time i'm happy i, I talked to he's th- you guys all think i talk too much
5: uh-huh and I and think we thought you would be the one that would bring us all back, getting us back on track.
0: Shaggy, hey, boy, get boy, on track. We get wrong. on track, Shaggy. Come on.
5: <laughs> you <laughs> anyway. quieted down a lot. You don't anyway, remember as many get people on going, track, Shaggy.
0: Up. Get on track, Shaggy.
5: It's not me now. Get shaggy on thing. track, anyway, Shaggy. Um, shut up. I'm trying to. So my initial thoughts was, holy shit, what the hell is this? Um. Okay, no, it wasn't that bad. So. Yes, just like any gyro, like the stock settings were not perfect, but this one was a little beyond not perfect. It was like, okay, this really needs some work. It, I will admit, the V bar was more. I guess um, it was pretty good for its stock settings. I didn't have to do a whole lot. This one, right off the bat, I can tell it reminded me of the B stacks because the B stack stock settings were very. Uh, a little squishy. And that's when this, that's what this was. This was a little squishy. It was, it, it, it would, it would lag behind controls. So, okay, you go to the forward programming in the radio, which it was, you know, that's, that's great. You know, Spectrum has got the, that got that integration down, um, dialed in pretty good. Um, one thing I have noticed, you have to get out of that program completely before you can spool that model up. Yeah. It will not let you. Good point. Do anything, and that that right there. Okay, I get it's a fail safe because you can you you, you can flip switches, and it will it will do nothing to the model. That's a good fail safe. But I would like to have it on that screen so I could literally just scroll while I'm flying. I could just like get into hover, scroll a couple points, do it again, do another flip, or do another jab. That would be really helpful. But I I, I get what they I get, I get what they're doing, but
0: or have a friend or have a friend reach over and move the scroll wheel to increase the setting.
5: That also helps too. Yes. Yeah. So you weren't able to do that with with this gyro. So and like we were talking about there was some gain settings. I remember it clearly. There was two gain settings. I don't remember which one, but I know there was two gain settings. There were seven. So my mind is this is a low value number. I can't go far. So we went to eight and then I went to 10 and then I went to 15 and I and, and then my mind started to play tricks like, Oh, I think I see it. Oh, I think, I think I see it. Let's go two more points. Oh, Oh, there it is. I think, I no, I don't. No, I don't. And then I, I, I went up to like 50 and I still don't see it. I'm like, I'm way too high. I got to be going back. I, I got, so I started going back the other way. I started going back down. And I'm, and I'm just I'm, I'm at a loss I'm like what the hell I don't see anything uh, I think I'm seeing something but I really am not it's the same thing and so that's when it came down to it. it's like all right let's um let's find the limit and I, I i didn't I actually didn't find the limit of 255 I just once I crossed 200 I was like okay we got a long way to go <laughs> all right we're gonna start right here at 175 let's see <laughs> and then I saw an improvement. It's like, okay, now we're now we're getting somewhere. After the first full damn battery, and we had to go back to Rob's house to charge it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I was with Rob during this time. We were flying in a field, so we had to go back to his house to charge up the battery.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, five minutes.
5: Yeah, and we had a wow. good conversation talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but anyway. Hunter's it had to been a life.
0: good five-minute Contract. No, it's a five minute oh, no. trip between my house and the field.
5: It was an hour uh, conversation before we got back out there. Oh, yeah. It was so, a
0: hot as ball's day, too.
5: It was very well, It was hot.
3: an hour before I got the battery back from the first battery. uses got a slow charger.
0: Uh, I'm not charging my batteries at light speed. F <laughs> you.
5: <laughs> anyway. Damn, I,
0: hit, I hit a sweat. Never mind. Go ahead.
5: Anyway, the uh, second battery, then I actually started flying the model. The first battery was literally just. I would take it up. I'll do a couple jabs, a couple flips, and land. The second battery, I actually flew it around a little bit, and I started doing uh, sideways flying. I wanted to see the tail. The tail I barely touched. It was for me. It was within that ten percent. So I, I I tuned it a little bit. I scrolled a little bit on the uh, on the. Uh, I, I, there wasn't much settings you can adjust. But I, I tweaked it a little bit, and that was it. It was like it's good enough. It's within ten percent. I can I can handle it. I can fly it. Uh, it. It didn't blow out on me at all when I did the um, sideways uh, the sideways loops. It, it didn't blow out at all. Uh, it didn't blow out during the hurricanes or funnels. It it handled just fine. Pure flips were okay. They weren't perfect, but they were they were recognizable. And I, you know, that's when I started actually flying the model, actually flying. I came down a couple times, adjusted a few things, and then I would go back up. But that was pretty much it. It was two batteries. Could I have done another battery? Yes. But then I'd be kind of crossing that border of that 10% that like I've always done in every gyro. So two batteries to get it to that last 10%. Um, I could go more, especially on the tail. I probably could have gone a little bit more on the tail but it was good enough i could fly it i can enjoy it and i could do anything that i want with it uh to 10% so that that's about it for me two batteries and it was it wasn't the most enjoyable flybarless unit that i've done but it definitely it, it's definitely a solid competitor
0: oh well, they got uh, horizon hobbies got something going once on once you once you
5: figure out that yeah once once you figure out that that why Pretty the numbers? I, I don't understand why the yeah, why, why the hell they're so low for stock settings. I don't know. Um, liability. maybe because they're used to putting these on small helis, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's right. What Mike just said, why are they so low? Liability, those numbers will probably work on any machine you stick mm-hmm. it on. <laughs> Whether maybe, it's yeah, small mm-hmm. or big, it'll probably not blow it up
3: as long as you don't want to fly the big one very soon.
0: <laughs> um,
5: and that's that's a logical explanation, yeah, yeah, it is.
0: My turn? All right, I'm done. Okay. Uh, how long to tune? Three batteries. Um, Shaggy was with me. I think that's why he said he could have tuned more. I did more tail stuff, and he saw me do more tail stuff. After he'd seen what I'd done, he you know, he watched. I didn't talk much, but he watched. Um, yeah, it's sluggish out of the bat, like really sluggish. It's quite clear that since you can't choose during programming, like this is a 700 size Ellie, That will put, you know, numbers and areas that work well in that size. You starting from the very bottom and moving up that, yeah, it takes time to move it up. Um, You know, uh, it's really cool. It's kind of really cool. They're they're giving you PID. They give you PID for aileron, elevator, and the tail. Um, It's kind of cool because, you know, that's what everyone says. Oh, I got to learn to program PID. Well, there's a PID loop. Um, the downside was um, going too high on P and not recognizing that P wasn't going to fix it anymore. He needed to go to I. Um, and so it, it's, I won't be surprised if some guys fly this and then they get a hold of it with somebody who knows how it, how it should be done for a helicopter that's not in the horizon hobby uh, uh, walled garden. and they find out that it could be way better. Um, some notes, uh, if the helicopter is not powered on, the forward programming menu item does not appear in the transmitter. You can't look at your settings when the helicopter is off. Uh, as Shaggy said, you can't be in the programming while you want to (laughs) fly. It won't let you do it. The other one that I mentioned, but, uh, a moment ago, but I'll make it really clear here. Aileron is separate than elevator. If you don't like your, your elevator performance, you have to mess with the elevator. It doesn't do anything for aileron. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, I'll generally say, so I did a lot of mechanical work on the tail of the Protos. Uh, I don't think we've had a flybarless controller yet that has blown out on the tail with, with stock settings. Um, but Mike and Shaggy would be the ones who would probably tell me they've blown it out without adjusting anything on any one of the other gyros. So I was happy to see that it, it still didn't blow out. Uh, but when I started getting into more, you know, I I started doing, um, like continuous elevator flips in front of myself, I watched the tail kind of step all over the place and I was like, Hey, that's not cool, bro. Um, part of that confidence thing. And that's what led me into the third battery. Um... Yeah, I was. I, I kind of did jab. Uh, I, I kind of did take that. Uh, find the weak spot and hit hit rich. Um, <laughs> y- y- you start flying competition stuff, and you'll start to get a feeling for physics things that helicopters do when the fly barless controllers uh, may not be handling, and you may go digging for some programming so they can handle it better, or you may have found the limit of what the programming can do without creating more issues. So, on on default programming, on default you know uh, gyro values. Yeah, if you if you're coming out of a stall turn, you pull back an elevator, it'll give some aileron and it'll roll. Um when I did the rolls, it didn't it didn't control its its uh attitude very well in elevator. Of course, as I started giving it, you know get, started giving it more numbers on on gains, whether it was P or I, it would start handling it and start doing the things it knows it needs to do in order to keep a model doing axial rolls down the field without letting the nose pitch up and stop the momentum. Um, you know, overall, yeah, it was neat. Um, the forward programming, the way that works, that was neat. Um, the rolling dial, the roll through all those numbers, that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the gyro worked. It didn't exhibit really any bad things. I'm I'm going
2: to, I'm going to stop you just for a little bit that not all the transmitters have that dial, um. You know, Sean has that their DX twenty or whatever it is, whatever their newest, latest and greatest IX twenty. Um, it actually has a, a you know, a touch screen and a bar, you can actually touch it and pull it up to where you want to. So it would get there a whole yeah. lot quicker.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um yeah, I mean what what, what transmitter are we using on this? Plus?
5: Uh I think it's a DX eight. DX eight
0: yeah. V two. No, no, it's an NX NX eight. N X eight, yes. That's,
5: Yep, yeah, you're right.
0: NX8. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's got a nice color screen. Yes, I think it's – yeah, it's a color screen. Um, But that doesn't seem to be a really expensive entry into Spectrum's lineup. Like, no. I think there's more expensive transmitters. Um,
3: the iX12 is that they have a completely different looking interface.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean the roller dial is a little is a little weird. I'm not going to hold that against a gyro. It's just you have so many numbers, so much rolling, is, is a bit much. Yeah, touchscreen would a touchscreen or a bar you can touch would make it better. But um, no, uh, I, I, I don't. You know, like you guys have said, mentioned, there's probably a lot of guys who are going to try this gyro out first on a horizon on a horizon helicopter, and they're going to get numbers. They're going to put them in a sweet spot already. Yeah, if you decide to move it over to a big heli, yeah, it'll do it. Um, and it'll fly. It'll fly well. Uh, it may, it may force you to learn how to tune. <laughs> yeah. Cause, um, getting elevator bobbles out is a little weird. Um, you know, you have to recognize it. The P is going to go nothing more. Uh, it's sluggishness has a lot to do with its eye gain. Uh, it's, it's just not trying to get to the speed being asked for. So it needs a lot of eye gain to get there. Um, once you start giving eye gain all of a sudden it'll start hitting the speeds because you can you can dial in the speeds you want it to roll or or, or flip at, but it would never get there It'd be like, oh i I'm telling it two hundred and fifty degrees a second and it's it's like, yeah, it's not even doing a hundred be like, why aren't you getting there? Well, eye gain controls that. Give it some eye gain
1: <laughs> right.
0: so um I don't know I was happy I was, I, I was happy. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of Spectrum users, if they like Spectrum Spectrum ecosystem, and like Cliff was saying, if they get a, a, yeah. a Horizon Hobby Speed Control, you can, uh, if
3: you're using everything bomb Horizon, diggity. you have yeah. a lot of options. Really good, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah you know, it's gonna be hard. It, it, with that entry, it's gonna be challenging to get some guys to go from Spectrum to V Control. Mm. You know, so. Uh,
3: and it's definitely a lot cheaper. That's a. Two hundred dollar flight controller.
2: The only thing that really shoots them is their biggest speed control is a one twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is uh yeah I mean it's gonna, so it's gonna like limit you at about five fifty right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Six hundred if you want to fly it in 12s and don't fly and don't and don't and don't uh be heavy handed with it. Yeah. Pull a McGrady right. Yeah. Uh, Depalo.
4: Oh boy. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm honestly, this gonna be kind of short because I've sprinkled bits and pieces of uh, essentially what I dealt with while watching you guys, and I went and flew it separately to try and troubleshoot the earlier firmwares. But uh, yeah, I guess the big selling points are uh, you know, it's your typical integration, it's not so bad. The interface is uh, very sparse, which is probably a good thing um there were some fun entertainment bits robert remembers you know even some magic smoke at one point <laughs> involving a uh yeah a pro tip uh futava bind plugs or I, I think it was like programming mode plugs they're different than uh jetty and spectrum you should look at that before you plug them in just saying oh absolutely yeah yeah i was reminded that with heat and smoke Yeah, nothing got hurt except that plug. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, um,
4: yeah, getting it to bind up and everything and, and bind the radio 100% was a little bit silly because you got to make sure that uh, not only is the gyro communicating, but the telemetry receiver is also communicating. So, you know, RTFM for sure, just like anything else. Um, getting the firmware straight was... Clunky, but nothing that someone with V bar hasn't dealt with. You know, with the whole online registration to get a signed firmware package, and there.
3: Yeah. If you don't, if you don't register this gyro, you are not getting. The oh, dude, you're not gonna be able to do squat. You're not gonna get anything. And then when you do get in there, it takes. It's confusing. It's a lot of reading to make sure you're getting the right firmware that you're looking.
4: Yeah, for. It, it's definitely. It's ironic that oh, something geez. that they hand out on entry level aircraft. Has a skill ceiling that requires you to start acting like an engineer. Well, you got
3: to remember too; these, these flight controllers on those little helicopters are coming already programmed with it.
4: Yeah, that's what I find amusing, right? Like you can take it further, but you got to really get technical with it. Anyway, um, tuning this thing. So yeah, uh, I took it into a hover and gave a couple small jabs to the stick and was like, "Okay, is the gyro on?" <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have flown Flybar, and once upon a time I tried No Bar, and it felt exactly like that. So, uh, put the heli down, went into the radio, I didn't even go fly around. Shaggy and Robert were like, What are you doing? I'm like, Something is wrong. And, uh, hey, 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 I saw hey. like 30, 50, 70, like really low numbers. Like, eh, okay, well. So I bumped it up like, 10, 15, you know, like, that usually makes a difference on a 0 to 100 normalized scale. Take it off again. It still flies like nothing's there, but slightly more. So I landed it. And this being, like Shaggy mentioned, this is the radio with a dial on it. Robert remembers how much fun I had with this on the old DX9, and, uh... Oh boy, the price is right. Send that boy (laughs) (laughs) spinning. At this point, I hadn't yet turned off the annoying... Every motion makes a beep sound that Spectrum is known for. And uh, whoever the firmware engineer who made the decision to include a turn-off scroll-wheel beep option, you're my personal hero, dude, whoever you are. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, it went flying past 100 then went flying past uh, 200 and then finally stopped at 255. And I was like, oh, they're these kind of programmers. Okay, all right, I see what we're dealing with here. So uh, I stuck it at a (laughs) hundred, and uh, p gain worked. You know, like a quick jab of the stick, it moved off center quickly. It still flopped everywhere and felt like nothing was actually behind the wheel, though. So I was like, okay, well, first battery still. Start cranking the i gain up. Oh, okay. Look, now it actually follows the sticks and doesn't slide everywhere. That's encouraging. (laughs) So I think this was into the second battery and. Robert was watching me over my shoulder to make sure I wasn't trying to smoke his batteries with the micro-murder case. (laughs) I respected his property, thank you. Yeah. As much as it pained me. Um, So yeah, second battery was crank. I gain in until it was responding, and then then it was Bobble Town, which is expected. Very heavy helicopter combined with uh, aggressive movement. So D gain came in there, so I got rid of the bobbles for the most part. And tail, same story. Although the tail out of the box wasn't bad, it it would hold like unless you were ready to launch right into reversing pyros or just Pyro stuff at speed. It would be enough to get you off the ground and not like, like the rest of the gyro. It's enough to get the thing in the air, um, but definitely the same story as like an Aura Eight airplane gyro where. Here's all our predefined models. Oh, you didn't buy one of those. Okay, well, here's a scant manual and uh, a blank firmware that'll not blow anything up. Good luck and get out.
0: Well, and Shaggy pushed the the Protos into backwards flight on stock settings, and it didn't give up.
4: It did not, yeah. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, yeah. it was a low gain on the tail, but it was serviceable.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, it wasn't
4: it, just going to go whipping around on you like something murderous. yeah. So a uh, third battery was just getting it to work. I mean, this throughout this whole gyro thing. I've basically been saying, get it to like the 80 to 85% because that's going to be the average person. Uh, unless you're trying to go up there and you can pick out when your tail is whipping while flying a pyro loop. I'm not trying to get the gyro to that point because it's not what most people are going to be buying these gyros to do. So it'd be kind of unfair. This is an average Joe test. You know, so yeah, the 80, 85%, that was the third battery. So the stops were good, You know, roll speeds, elevator speeds were consistent. Uh, the stops were good for the most part. You know, Maybe a little bobble here and there, but otherwise yeah, you could do a rainbow and stop it hard and didn't just sit there and wiggle like a hula dancer. <laughs> didn't
0: look like a dashboard hula dancer
4: yeah it didn't, didn't look like that it didn't look like I was shaking berries off of a dog butt or something awful like that <laughs> oh, this is giving me hell <laughs> well for the imagery you're yeah, version my imagery is of you hovering over the boldest shit liquid oh nice love that one remember kid friendly Alexis anyway uh yeah about uh, about three batteries I think to get it you know that 80 to 85 percent serviceable but um i would say this is definitely a case of out of the box on a generic heli there's not much hand holding if you know pid or at least kind of like this is what this wiggle looks like for you know xyz you know low or high pid you'll probably be fine and be able to pick it up and start going nuts right away if you're entirely new to gyro tuning Ironically, the brand of newbies is probably not the best choice if you weren't pulling this off your Blade 300X or something. Although, to be fair, um, as Spectrum goes, there's probably several YouTube videos on how to set this thing up. And you could get yeah. a serviceable tune pretty quickly. Yeah. Overall, yeah, not, not bad. Kind of funny that there's... I don't know if it's a programmer in joke or just some guy being lazy and didn't want to do a number conversion, but the 255 thing was kind of funny.
0: The funny thing is, uh, years ago when I flew VBAR and we still plugged in with a computer, uh, if you saved the file and opened it with a, a notepad, um, you would see the zero to hundred scale was was being scaled to zero to 255. Oh, dude, the brain
4: was like that. I had so much fun modifying. Uh, crazy numbers and crap like that because um and this is off topic i'll keep it short but uh for the longest time the brain did not have a big enough dead zone for esc start you know like castles yeah. had that and all that because they had the auto yeah. rotation bailout and people were like what is my thing take forever to start up so i just got bored and opened the file and started punching numbers in there until i got it to work yeah. i was like yeah. well this is probably an 8-bit or 16-bit number so uh I guess we'll find out if it's assigned a number or not. <laughs> the thing just goes to 100% <laughs> throttle immediately.
0: You know, I, I kind of going backwards for a second, it did make me comfortable to jump in and start programming it since it was PID, and they didn't give yeah, crazy didn't terms. They, they didn't come up with crazy things to, to try and explain Bell Hiller mixing and, 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 and dead bands and everything.
4: There's always there seems to be like two camps when it comes to gyro as well, and I don't want to get into the weeds of it, but you can do flight control with like uh, state space theory or, you know, frequency domain based flight control and all that. But if you're just doing like basic PID, like if you took two gyros that are definitely doing just PID in the background with some mixing or whatever, it seems half of them come up with crazy names for stuff. And the other half, like the brain and apparently now this one, the spectrum, they just give you. Yeah, bro. Uh, here's degrees per second in PID. We're part of the drone crowd. Yeah. So on- honestly, actually thinking about it now, and I think Shaggy hinted at this too when we were standing there. Um, a lot of the way this thing is set up really seems like they took their firmware engineering team from the drone stuff and said, hey, can you do a helicopter one? <laughs> like the 0-255 to 255 bone stock PID degrees per second all of it looks like yeah this is the this is the drone team got told to make a heli gyro yeah it wouldn't surprise me if like 50 percent or more of the firmware is uh much like rotor flight is based on beta flight it's all just underlying hspid and then you add in the geometry and everything else later that's probably what it is but uh yeah overall um solid choice i think personally yeah
0: Okay, well, uh, anyone have any last words on this uh, flybrose controller?
3: No, well, I think if you're flying a small helicopter and it's from blade you know a blade helicopter, you're gonna be you're gonna be set. I think if you you know you you go to a bigger helicopter just be ready to do some tuning.
0: Be ready to do some learning. And, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah don't be
2: scared to move numbers in in these things. Now, I'm not saying go from one end to the other, but move it.
4: You know, it's it's worth figuring out what range you're dealing with before making adjustments. It's like the Nitro engines, right? You know, like the YS engines, if I remember right, have... Oh, no, it's the YS engines have very, very coarse threads. So, like, three clicks on a YS engine is the difference between everything is fine and, oh, look, I have a ventilated piston. Meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, OS is a really, really fine thread so you can spin the thing around 10, 15 clicks just to get it to do something. Yeah, I've done it in front of people who've only ever flown YS and like, oh my god, you're gonna blow it no no not. Watch, it's gonna like be slightly different. So I guess uh yeah, same thing for ranges, right? Yeah, you know, go in there and find out what you're dealing with first. Because until you take the heli off, nothing's gonna happen.
0: So, again, this is a great time to mention it. If you want more on Flybarless Tuning, fly tuning, go back and see episode four of Flybarless Tuning.
4: And if you want, send Robert lots of nag mails for us to redo it with New Year's stuff.
0: I don't think there's – the concepts are still the same.
4: Yeah, Robert, but, but whiteboards and YouTube videos. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're doing that one alright uh, so, this- I've done video editing but I'm not doing this one close I'm out. not doing audio and video editing thank you let's go to also, bed I'm guys, tired
3: you guys good job thanks for letting me start to mess with it oh, yeah uh,
5: <laughs> thanks for letting me fly my own model guys thanks <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, anyway, I was nervous as hell so it's all cool no one will t- go farther next time close out this but child.
0: Check out the other great heli podcasts: Freefall RC Podcast, The Helihead Show, Skids Up RC Heli Podcast, The Houdini RC Heli Podcast, and Maxim Collective Podcasts. Search search for the newest podcast to return: RC Heli Nation Version Three.
3: Yeah, uh, Welcome back
0: on rerun BKRC Podcast, Inverted Down Under RC Heli Podcast, RC Heli Hooligans. Full Pitch RC Podcast, and the OG's RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Those are worth listening to, guys. Yes, they are true. very worth, Two listening are
0: worth listening to. Yes. Please comment on iTunes or Podbean. Help others find the show. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. Uh, upcoming events we are attending. Uh, I don't think we've said it much during this episode, but we're attending Heli Extravaganza. Heli X. September 1 through 4.
5: I'm going to try to make it my first time. Yeah. Might like it. As of now, I'm going. But I got to get the final okay from the boss. But as far as I know, I'm okay, I'm going.
0: Apollo, we're showing up at his house with my van packed and all your stuff, too. And we're going we're gonna to throw him in. Bring my blades.
5: Yes.
4: Well, yeah. you go, Where's my money? Well, I, where's my hey, money? dude, I've asked you how many times. <laughs> well, yeah. I. Well, I guess we can. Yeah, I'll talk to it later. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know if we want to include this in the podcast, because they'll all be delivered by then.
0: Fall Heli mo down, September 29th through October 2nd. Uh, next up, the, I think we're talking about going to, it'll be in the Richmond area. Hanover Heli down October 14th through 15th. Steve's event.
5: Ooh, that's right.
0: Yeah, Steve's event, new field. A uh, few of us have uh, – uh, listeners in our area have probably been to that field. Some of us have never been to that field because of what we've heard from others. And I hear things have changed. I, th- I want to go.
5: I think I've been to that field. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Not to fly there. So
0: things have changed. I want to go. Uh, next up, uh, I think, uh, Shaggy, you keep talking about going. That's at Southwest Heli Rodeo.
5: I, I don't know. I don't know if I can get off of work.
0: Uh, well, I'll give them a plug. Yeah. Southwest Heli Radio, November 11 through 13. I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, see the 2022 Heli Calendar Spreadsheet in our Google Drive? Uh, scroll down in your favorite podcast app and click the link for more details. That'll take you over to our show notes. And at the top of our show notes is a link to the calendar or just the show notes, some links we've been sharing through all these shows. One document for all the links for all the episodes
5: Yay. Remember,
0: we are in Discord. If you would like to chat with us or other heli buddies in real time, search Telerotor or find the invite on our Facebook page. And with that, thank you all listeners. Hopefully see you on the field soon. And
2: uh, y'all have a good one. See you later, guys. Until next time. Enjoy.
5: Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we enjoyed taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, so telerotor. Thanks again and we'll see you on the field.
0: Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. Okay, Craig recording's Craig. running.
2: Are we recording or not? What do you think, sir?
0: Why do you ask stupid questions?
2: Well, have already confirmed I answered that. answered the question a couple of times when I ask. I guess that's why. Nobody confirmed anything.
5: You were talking about were, times. You ran Apollo's completely over here.
0: the type we were talking about
5: 730? Huh? We're talking about seven
2: thirty. That yeah, is that what we're doing? No, no, go away, clip.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no,
5: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going in the bloopers.
0: There you go. Yeah, I got it recorded. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's
5: what I'm saying. It's going in the (laughs) bloopers. Oh, Perfect.
0: Cliff is so butthurt. Someone give him some bird cream.
4: Oh my gosh. What did you guys do to Cliff?
0: I, I think he got butthurt before he came in and and then Shaggy what? pulled what I would do with my kids and be like, is that mine? No, it's not.
5: <laughs> the, and and here's, here's, here's something to point out. This year is... 22nd anniversary of RC Helling Nation. Yeah. Huh? 2010. I'm um, f. <laughs> 12th. You went to public school like I did, didn't you? <laughs> I got learned on and no, how to do that. No, bad. dude, I was homeschooled. Even worse. <laughs> he <laughs>
2: ran out of toes yeah,
0: exactly exactly <laughs> curious mom on the other side of the door get ready to knock it down and beat her son oh to, yeah
5: oh gosh
0: i taught you better right. boy
5: let me say that again hey cliff mm-hmm.
0: how disappointed you think she'd be when she finds out she's a uh, mugging a virgin for dick
3: Oh, but there just goes
5: family friendly. Yeah, there went the
3: family ver- friendly version.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um.
3: Well, I was waiting for you to finish typing what you were going to say, and you did. We're, we can be done with it now. Let's let's move on and say we're going to follow it, and we're going to have plenty to say.
5: Ah,
3: uh, <laughs> dude, suck my dick.
5: Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was recorded, right? <laughs> didn't expect that oh. one huh?
3: no i did not expect you to say gladly <laughs> happily who's
5: written. editing this show <laughs> oh, i am because i got to cut that out <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: well oh
3: yeah well yeah. it's late let's go
1: yep